0: Hi everyone. You're about to listen to our 1 year anniversary live recording at the Texas Theater with our special guest Shay Serrano. I just wanted to give you a little uh, warm welcome prior because I wanted to say thank you to everyone who made this happen and who allowed us to get here. Is that the word I want to use?
1: Yeah, I guess allowed. We we requested the community's permission. We did. To do this,
0: And you all have been very receptive as listeners, as friends, as family, as supporters, and so I wanted to, to intro the 27th episode by saying thank you, especially to my mother, Maria Dempsey, who helped set up things and got us our tablecloth with uh, Mika's Custom Drapery. Shout out to them. I also wanted to thank Ari Brielle Edwards, who has been a big help and also helped set up the event. Julie, Julie Ramos, who also helped Tanya Biddle, uh, Susie Aragine, Anita Aragine, uh, all my family, everybody. I don't know if you have other people you want to think that. Yeah.
1: Were... Um, Gerardo G here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. We had a lot going on that day and um he was helping us out too with with the 1 million and one things he had going on and holding it down here while I was you know back and forth from Texas Theater Mondo for Yes you know, Mondo
0: kept it together at he, the end. Yeah, he, uh, Miguel he held it from down. San Antonio who drove all the way just to see shay and then he ended up holding balloons and helping us out Mm -hmm. so just thank you to everyone who helped make the event happen thank you to all of you for listening and helping us build this platform and we can't wait to keep going i hope you enjoy episode 27 of the colores radio and we'll give you more of our thoughts and feelings post live show on the next episode so thank you
1: enjoy Thank you for, somebody says something about the shoes. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Kixpo family in the building. Shout out to everybody that came out. I know most of you are here for Shea Serrano, so make some noise for that man right there. Also a big shout out to homegrown one and only Arturo Torres in the building with us. That's right. But, um, that means some of you don't know who we are, who Decolores Collective is. So, I'm gonna take some time and, and uh, explain to you a little bit about what we do. So, I'm Rafa. I'm at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Ooh, somebody getting down in the back. No, keep going, homeboy. I was wondering the twins getting down. Anyway, I'm Rafa, one of the three co founders of Decolores Collective. So, about a year ago, I was approached over at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Uh, there was there were these ideas about starting a movement, and so we we hired a young, ambitious, passionate Latina named Eva Arreguin. Yeah, make some noise for her. And so we hired her to help us with some programs. So she became the lead um, teacher in a program for things like. Um, of photography for young girls mentoring program. She coordinated our Dia de los Muertos Festival, which is huge over in the Bishop Arts area at Coco Andre. She did countless of projects with us, and um, we knew that she had a background in media, having recently graduated from UNT. And yeah, shout out to all the mean greeners up in the building. Anyways, so she would always mention these things and say, "Yeah, you know, Latinos don't get representation. People of color are treated like garbage. Like we need to change that." And um, she always had this idea of starting a podcast. And so um, at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, we're a city-owned building. We're a division of the Office of Cultural Affairs, and that's what we do. So we our mission is to bring arts and culture to the people, with a focus on the South and West Dallas communities, which. In Dallas, typically means Latinos, Blacks, people of color, and things like that. The marginalized, the underrepresented. So we work a lot to make sure that that community is um, listened to and seen. So, um, yeah, we had heard that from Eva. And so then one night, her sister, Pat the Gat-Arreguin, was at Texas Theater. And she's running all our tech stuff right now, so shout out to Pat. Um, So she comes over. She saw, like, some really cool indie movie here that no one else like really knew about except her and and like a good 30-40 people and she's like yo there's this party over in Atlanta called Choloteca and there's these movements happening around the country and um, Dallas needs something similar to that but we're a very unique community and our environment needs something that's cut from the same cloth but also unique to North Texas. So we talked for like 30-40 minutes And I already hate talking. I hate talking on the phone. If you don't send me a text message first, I'm not answering your phone call. But Pat had me really engaged. And so, like, that left me wondering and the Oak Cliff Cultural Center staff wondering, like, we need to do something because, you know, Pat's really passionate. Eva's really passionate. So I sent this really long email and I said, Pat, Eva, we need to meet. We need to do something. Y'all have these really dope ideas and they're in line with what we do at the Cultural Center. Let's make it happen. So we met. We had like a three-hour meeting where we ate chicharrones, fruta, fresas, con quema, elote, and all kinds of like really bad snacks, but really good snacks. And we came up with Decolores Collective, this multifaceted platform for expression, for you know engagement, for conversation, for visibility, for all of these things that matter to us in a time where the world is changing and things like that are important in terms of making sure that we control our narrative and tell people who we are and get together with like-minded people and allow people to empower their community so they can say, yo, we're here, we're doing really dope shit and you know nobody's going to stop us. So with that being said, we launched it. Let me refer back to my notes here. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, and so, like, the whole idea behind it was making sure that we provided that platform to the community, to the people. So, as much as we have fun doing this, we always circle back to the people because this thing of ours is actually ours. And so, we we rely a lot on the community's feedback. We rely a lot on the people that we meet out at these events, the people out on the streets, the people on Twitter, the people everywhere that really have some substance and content behind what they're saying. So, um... Like, that was, that was the biggest driving force. And so, with that being said, we can't thank you enough, even if you've never heard of us. We appreciate you coming out because that's the point of what Decolores Collective and what Decolores Radio is about. If you've never heard our podcast, our podcast, I invite you to, you know, go to SoundCloud, it's lit, go to the Apple, Apple podcast app, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play for the Android people. Shout out to Yoli's Green Bubble in the building. Um, and give us a listen. You know, some of the conversations are really engaging. We had Arturo Torres. We've had Giovanni Valderas, an artist who's making, you know, these incredibly impactful pieces on gentrification that are affecting the Oak Cliff community. We've had artists. We've had, you know, people from all sides of of, um, of the community here in Oak Cliff, here in Dallas. And so we invite you to give us a listen and we invite you to engage with us. Um, so again, thank you for coming out. I want to give some really quick shout outs the one and only DJ Rocket of the fated DJ's family holding it down with the music, so please give him a round of applause. Every single person we have worked with in the past year, including guests on the podcast, artists, community members, leaders, our friends all over the country and our families deserve our warm, loving respect and we're here telling you that we appreciate that. It means the world to us, it's why we keep going. Um, we'd also like to thank the Texas Theater for working with us, the Oak Cliff Cultural Center for helping make this happen, and lastly, but surely not least, our good friend Gooch and the people that Margin Walker presents for helping make this happen. They said, we're going to take a chance on Decolores Radio, and here we are a year later. Now, with all of that being said, I got to get to work, so let's start the program. Please help me in welcoming the leader of the Decolores movement, our host, the head Hancho, La Mera Mera, La Patrona, La Jefa, please, Texas Theater. I need you to make some noise for the one and only, the incomparable, Eva Arregui. De- De- De Colores Radio. See, I know Texas Theater can do better than that. One more jump for a host, Devo Arregui! Decolores De- De Radio. Should we sit down? Yeah, I feel like we're so far. We are so far. Okay. But it's all right. There's a lot of drinks in between, and we wow. can... All right. We hey, should y'all. tradition.
0: What's
1: that? Tradition. So if you have a drink...
0: Your drink up if you
1: got a drink. One year of doing this thing. Yeah. DJ Rocket. Cheers!
0: I can't finish it because then there's kids out there, so. All right. Y'all ready? Thank you for coming. Thank you, Rafa, for that intro. All
1: right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Man. These mics sound lovely. Shout out to Barack. If Thank you don't you, know Barack, Barack, shout out to Texas Theater, Barack, the whole team here, helping us do some really dope stuff.
0: All right, here we go. Hello, bienvenidos. How's everybody doing? <laughs> welcome to The Colores Radio Live. This is our one-year anniversary episode, an evening with Shay Serrano. <laughs> The time has come. As always, we appreciate you all listening, but we especially appreciate you all for coming out and being here with us. I'm your host, Eva Regin, and with me all the way over there is my delightful co-host, Rafael Tamayo. Say hey. <laughs> Rafa how you doing? I really don't like how far we are. This is weird. But it's
1: okay because I can hear you.
0: Right. Okay. So, so we're still good. I think good. we're
1: good and I'm feeling a little
0: woo-hoo. Yeah you, you, so you did that whole thing and I started I know. laughing. I I
1: had so. to. You know I don't play. You know I gotta stay faded. Oh What's my What's up God. Rocket? <laughs> Eva Arreguin how are you? I'm You honestly great. like I can't brag enough about Eva. You started like one year ago. You were just somebody that we contracted to lead a bunch of programs and now we're here with Shea Serrano, hundreds of people Woo! Texas Theater. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I feel great. I need Once I finish this, I'm sorry mom, I'm going to feel a lot better and I'm going to keep feeling better. But we finally made it. This is what we waited for our whole life or maybe my just my life but this is what I prepped for. I can't believe it's finally here. We had this idea to bring Shea Serrano to Dallas. We shot our shot. Hey. And now it's finally happening so we were even able to get arturo torres where you at i know you're somewhere there you are arturo torres the dope illustrator and local artist on our show last episode (laughs) did y'all listen to that one yes you should have you should have it's almost time for a lot of people's favorite segment rafa do you know what that is
1: the juice right the juice but before yeah. we get into
0: that, do you mind if I ask you something real quick?
1: Yeah, you all right?
0: I know we're in front of a lot of people right now. Okay. But I low key need your help. I want your feedback. I'd like to give our audience an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, okay. into the reality of our existence. <laughs> That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Yeah. Memes. It's Yo, time so for me mood.
1: She loves this bit. <laughs> and it's, uh, you sell it very well. Thank
0: you. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. So, Rafa, what's your me mood right now?
1: So, I'm taking it back. You know I'm old school. Shout out to all the Reagan eras in the building. Y'all know what time it is. I'm old. And she hates it's that not I'm so old. old. He acts
0: like I'm real ageist, and I'm not. Y'all.
1: I, you're not ageist. You just hate the fact that I'm no, old. No, I don't. So, I don't at all. I'm taking it back to Vine, some of y'all know what that app was. Made Vine cool for the record. Wait, no, nah, I don't know. Whatever. About that. Go I think ahead. your generation stole Vine and took it to yeah, like and
0: then y'all were like, "What's Instagram? this short six-second video?" Okay,
1: Ooh. and then Instagram came out and so said, "Let's do ten seconds." So okay, they tried to okay, okay. Vine, what's your me mood? Anyway, so like a lot of people were hitting me up, and they were sending me messages, and all up in the DMs, and I chopped it up with folks, and they were like, "Hey, <laughs> this Decolote's one-year thing is really dope. I'm gonna be there." And so I knew that some <laughs> of them were like, "Sometimey." So I said, if you don't show up, I'm gonna feel very much this way. And so Uh-oh. Pat, you could play it a couple times, What's but this is music? me just when they don't come laps. through. Fuck <laughs> off, Janet. I'm not going to your fucking baby shower. Play it one more time so I can hear it.
2: You do love working here. It's just we all have a lot of laps. laughs. Fuck off, Janet. I'm not going your fucking baby shower.
1: So that's me. And then I had an honorary one, too, because I was like, I'm going to wear my blazer, yes. so I'm going to be all
0: famous. The new men's fashion Nova line. you going to be rocking that new men's fashion Nova. That's I ordered that, look. but
1: it didn't come in.
0: <laughs> I would have like, much preferred that to... Uh, Are you, we, a, were
1: wa- we were watching Contagion at Oak Cliff Cultural Center, and she went talking smack about it. And like, you always hate on that movie, but we were just watching average. it. It's very average. It's so, not. So the people that don't listen to the podcast, have y'all seen Contagion by round of applause? That's a higher number One than I... time I said I had you,
0: the flu, and he was like, oh, you should watch Contagion. And I was like, what the so hell? So out of the
1: people that gave us that round of applause, did you like Contagion by round of applause?
0: That was like two people. They're like, Thank you. Mm. It wasn't. Anyway, Y'all validate, so... He has a whole Contagion shirt huh? on.
1: She does. Like, right away.
0: So, they have like 20 <laughs> actors in that movie.
1: He's happy that she dies. Oh,
0: that's fine. I don't feel that much either, but, you know, it's whatever. So, he has a whole Contagion shirt on, and I'm like, you're mad extra doing that. He bought it from eBay. It literally said, rare t-shirt, Matt Damon, and it, like, named another actor. Why are you mad, though? Because you put too much work into your trolling, but it's fine. Oh, these are the tacos. Okay, I just realized that. Oh, tacos? All right. So, my me mood. Let me tell you all a quick little thing about my me mood. I've been wanting to make it my me mood for, like, months. And we went to LA, shout out, support Brown, (laughs) support Brown podcasts. (laughs) Did y'all get a sneak peek? So we went to LA for a podcast stereo fest, which is a a dope fest that was created to support Brown podcasts. Lots of Latino podcasts were there. And we literally, the first night we were there, oh boy. Oh my God. No. Oh boy. took his shirt. He, once all of a sudden all of a sudden he was like straight thugging
1: i'm not mad i'm not hey keep that up i'm not mad go ahead
0: but that's actually how i feel where i'm like i don't know (laughs) what i'm doing but i'm doing it and i feel good so that is our me moods for today we've had some really great guests in the past year arturo's episode last a week really was so damn inspiring. Let's give it up to him again real quick. We're going to bring all our guests up that are here with us later for a group picture, but we want to thank you all for making our first year so special. However, ooh, y'all see that drink is hitting me already.
1: Are you even sober?
0: Wow, it only took 5 minutes. However, now that we have our me moods, we can officially begin the juice, el juguito. This is the juice where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, etc. So I, I usually like to start with the rough news so then we can gradually feel better about our life and society because we know how it actually feels out there. Um, so I just wanna say quickly, don't forget that Puerto Rico uh, still is having power outages so we definitely need to support them and donate and do whatever we can because that should not be happening and a lot of our money is going elsewhere and this government is not helping Puerto Rico and it's still a part of the United States so we need to do that also Flint still does not have clean water that is also happening so we definitely need to to consider those things I think Puerto Rico recently had like a another power outage so it's just like what the hell um because clearly the administration is not doing anything for that um so this next topic I don't know if you have anything to add on to that
1: to I'm I'm tired of being tired okay. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired
0: right that's how it feels that's how it feels oh, well. This, uh, this next story might make some people uncomfortable. Um, um, do you have any initial thoughts?
1: I don't, have, I don't have the updated script because people didn't think it was important enough to share with me, Stop so.
0: Stop it right now. Okay, um, well, uh, if I figure out this situation, then I'll, you know. <laughs> um, recently in Dallas, there was a, somebody mm. shared their,
1: you're not ready for this one? I'm not, I'm, I'm still very angry, like, This changes the tone a lot, and especially like in a community that the fated DJs are heavily involved in. um, And I didn't mean to like hijack. No,
0: you're fine. I'm trying to get this to work so I can help you out. But go ahead. um,
1: So I think for the most part, it's a general understanding, and it's one of our most important principles on anyone that I personally collaborate with and work with. But it's understood, and it's one of the things that we talk about and we solidify at the very beginning. If we are not providing a safe space for everyone, then get the fuck out. I'm sorry for the language, but like real talk. And so to anyone that's ever been to a Fated DJ's party, you know, we don't put up with any kind of bullshit when it comes to like disrespecting women, disrespecting queers, disrespecting people of color, disrespecting anyone that's different or that has a problem with you because you think you're better than anyone else. Fuck that. We're not down with that. It's not cool. We, we, we don't have it. We don't have it at Decoloras. We don't have it at Fated DJ's. We don't have it at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. We don't have it at Kixpo. We don't have it with any of that. So I
0: think it speaks to a bigger issue in society, though. So basically what happened was that some, some, uh, a victim was brave enough to share their story with... Uh,
1: multiple times. So she shared multiple times, and this there time... There were multiple it finally
0: victims that shared their story about a local very popular DJ named John Stewart who, was basically, who had raped her. So she shared this, and then other victims started sharing their story... And this is a huge deal because this guy runs big events here in Dallas. And I'm sure maybe some of you are friends or past friends or whatever. And, and it, it is uncomfortable for a lot of people. And it's not just him. I know there's an, another DJ that also people started saying, hey, you were also abusing or harassing or uh, doing these terrible things to me too. Um, and, and, and the way the men react says everything. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to say, I know it's difficult maybe for for people because they're friends or they're seen as really, really cool guys or whatever. But that's the thing is we have to support these victims and believe them. Even if you're homie, it can be your homie and they can still be exactly fucking up or being terrible to it's women. My, it's second, not that hard to be literally physically abusing women, raping women, and still be seen as cool because you got exactly. clout in the scene. Like, like that's that, not that cool.
1: That should have been cut along. Like, the second anybody gets... The, mo- the, the, the smallest inkling of uncomfortable feelings, like, that's it. Yeah. It's, like, you need to be self-aware and understand, like, yo,
0: yeah. I can't and, use and my platform to gonna, forward
1: whatever my fucking...
0: Right, and, ugh, like, I don't know these dudes personally, but I, I had heard these do. things, so it's just, like, ugh, like, fuera, get out of here. I don't, we, don't, we don't need you on the scene, and I understand you need, to hold your, you need to hold your homies accountable. And I've said it on this show multiple times, but the fact that it happened here in Dallas and... and this is coming out. It needs to come out because we need to get the dirty out and get the clean in because we don't need trash in here. Sorry. It's
1: disappointing, but yeah.
0: So, um, this is, we're, we're going to get some better, lighter news soon, Ooh. I promise. I know, I want to um, like, break
1: this table in So, half. the
0: next thing is uh, that Des Bryant. Left. Ah! <laughs>
1: Oh my God, that's mean. No, I forgot. No, Rock, no. He's, not a fan. he's a New York Giants fan.
0: Well, oh shit. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, where'd you go? Leave he's bucket. wearing a triple D hat, but he's a New York Giants How fan. How not we
0: put a Giants on the D on it. No, don't use Bye. the air horn for that. Bye. It's for good things.
3: rockets, oh rockets.
0: I'm scared. Um, so. I, you know how I feel about the Cowboys. I love them, they're my team for life, but I don't stress and cry every time they do something wrong because
1: it's kind of. If expected. you are a Dallas if you've been a Dallas Cowboys fan for for a good while, I have Reagan era shout out again. I was there when we won. Look, and I was, I there was when barely we lost born when they won. So heart. But no, I think there's nuances in that relationship as a Dallas Cowboys fan that you have. I, I, I love my Cowboys. I can't stand Jerry Jones. I can't stand Stephen Jones. Same. And, yeah, de- I don't... Yeah. It's Des Bryant should have stayed.
3: Well... I know pe- a lot of
1: people are going to argue with me for a variety of reasons, but when it comes to the type of commitment and heart and passion that that man showed, he should have stayed.
0: Throw your ex up. No? Okay. Uh, sorry. Is that sore subject? Somebody soar? tweeted
1: him and said, throw the L up.
0: Oh, my God. Like, I was mad. Um, All right. So then this is a lot of this is, you know, what's weird how celebrities always like pass away a lot of them, the three rule or whatever. Yeah. So first it was Barbara Bush. I didn't feel that much. I'm sorry if there's Barbara Bush fans in the audience. I mean, we all got to go. I was like, I don't like your family, sis. (laughs) Bye. But she she was mad (laughs) old. So like, I'm
1: sorry, mom. I don't want to sound mean, but you know, I'm going to die too eventually. She
0: was like 93. (laughs)
1: She was not 93. Yes, she was. She was lived she? a long, good life. 90, 92. 92. 92. Give Sorry. her that one year. 92. <laughs>
0: well, I thought, I was like, bye, see ya, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> the DJ that everybody liked, Avicii, uh, Avicii yeah. that was sad. I know people really liked him. And then apparently uh, Troyer, Vaughn, what's his name? Vern, Vaughn. Vern Troyer. He passed away, which is like childhood, Austin Powers, mini me, yeah. rest in peace to him. Oh, snap, he died? He died, like today.
1: No. Yeah,
0: so it's not even in here, but...
1: No, you lying to me right no. now. Why would phone? I
0: make this up?
1: Uh, he I'm did, on he passed live. away. Did I'm sorry he?
0: I'm breaking news for somebody, everybody. Yo, if
1: somebody shows me that story on, on Google right now, I'll give them a Decolota I, shirt. Damn, a whole shirt, I'm going to show oh, you. Oh, if you got it, no, 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 psych, never mind. Let me show him. She's uh, going to show me. <laughs> He's gonna die. Itch these vodka OJ. Shout out to the bartender.
0: Hey, um, yeah, but uh, that's sad.
1: That's very sad. Very sad. <laughs> cancel the cancel the one year show. I'm done. Oh
0: my god. Anyways, so uh, I actually need a little help from somebody real quick. Can I get some help from somebody in the back for our next topic? Uh oh. Somebody in the back. Pat, you're back. good. They they uh. No, it's not. Yes, I need uh, my my uh, my small friend. <laughs> not Vern. Not Vern. Wow, <laughs> you're terrible. I thought it though, but you said it. I need not doing it. Okay. Well, then, I guess I can welcome our guest of the hour.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute.
0: Who is he?
1: Yo, you surprised us.
0: It was a, a full surprise there.
1: One more time, Old Cliff, Texas for <laughs> Shay Serrano!
0: Those are from my sister, Susie.
2: I knew that when y'all brought me out talking about J. Cole, it was going to be a hot yeah. style situation so i brought my bodyguards yes
0: you have to you have to bring them so our next topic is the new j cole album (laughs) and uh feel free to share with us how you feel about that all right Uh uh-oh he's pulling out the the ammo
2: no this is what i did because i knew you were going to ask me about oh my
0: god i'm scared
2: i went and i looked at some old stuff that i had written about my friend J. Cole over the years. Jermaine? <laughs> so I'm gonna just read through a few of them. Oh my god. <clears throat> J. Cole is like if an intro to philosophy class was a human. Oh. I got a few of them. J. Cole is like the last 30 minutes of a comedy where they think they're being insightful, but they're just saying like regular <laughs> shit. Ah J. Cole makes music for people who believe in astrology.
3: <laughs> hey, I don't-
0: hey, hey, hey.
2: J Cole, J. Cole, <clears throat> J Cole used to work at the company that writes the fortunes in fortune cookies, and hey. one day he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be a rapper." <laughs> this was after the Four Your Eyes Only album came out.
0: Oh my god! The
2: new J Cole album is like the kids' Bop version of To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh! Yeah. Yo! A good one. People who say J. Cole is better than Kendrick have dads who say Clyde Drexler was better than Michael Jordan.
0: I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. Okay. I'm with you.
2: And Kendrick doing an album with J. Cole, remember they were talking about a joint album?
3: Yes. Kendrick doing an it album did. with J.
2: Cole is like when Michael Jordan played basketball with Elmer Fudd in Space Jam.
1: <laughs> oh my God, the...
2: So that's some of the stuff I said about him. And then I listened to the new album, KOD. Yes. And it's still all true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I needed to know. If the thoughts had changed, the feelings had changed. Nope. Still true. Still, no, I still, I, yeah, still I just, a fortune cookie yeah, writer. It just
2: doesn't do anything for me. Like oh. there's nothing wrong with liking it. Everybody likes something. It's fine. But <laughs> the only thing you need for a musician to do when you turn it on is you just need to feel it in your chest. You know immediately. Right. Does this knock or does it not knock? For me... Doesn't
0: Does Do we have a lot of J. Cole fans in the audience?
2: <laughs> hey, don't uh, be
1: scared. No, turn yeah, up. If like, you like uh, J. Cole, make some noise. Don't be scared. See, I Chain In Day was my, ooh, Let Nas Down. That was my joint.
0: I, that, that, let Nas
2: Down was my joint. Do y'all
0: like Cole? That like was a J. good Cole? song. Are y'all scared to like J. Cole because <laughs> your father like, won't let Caleb, you? Caleb,
2: Caleb, what's your favorite J. Cole song?
0: I don't know any
4: J. Cole
2: <laughs> How about you, Brax?
0: If you really want to hear some, I'll give you my Spotify premium password so you can maybe just listen, check it out.
2: We're a Kendrick Lamar household. I
0: feel you. I'm, listen, we, I respect we actually... That. I
2: respect that.
0: See, this is what I was very excited about because we have a whole bit going with Rafa.
1: It's not a bit.
0: It's a bit. Is it? I mean, it's a lifestyle, maybe. I, so one day we were like, ooh, who do you think is the best rapper currently? No, 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 no. What was it?
1: no we said who is the best rapper alive
0: okay and
1: the argument was i no i i respect k dot i i mess with kenny heavily but again shout out to the reagan era in the building jay-z rock nation is the best rapper alive i'm sorry eva
0: And I was obviously Team Kendrick. I ride for Kendrick. Kendrick's Mm -hmm. my everything. Kendrick's the best rapper to me right now and alive because he's the one pushing the bars more than any of them. And so we have this ongoing battle. We ask every guest. Obviously, I think I know your answer, but I don't know.
2: I think this is a situation where it's very similar to saying who's the best basketball player alive. Like Michael Jordan is still alive.
0: See, that's why I said but,
2: currently. But he's not the best basketball player alive. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're
1: saying. Yeah, so I, I respect think you can that.
2: Make, you can make the argument that Jay Z is the greatest rapper of all time if you just look at the, the totality of his work. Okay. But if you're talking about right now one song, that's what I thought we were talking about. Life, it's got to be Kendrick. It's Kendrick. It's Kendrick. What's the last Jay Z single that came out that you were really like? <clears> say, two, <throat> say two lines. That you from weren't
0: like crying to I, on 444.
1: Dumbo. I, like, I liked 444
2: it's Nobody right. liked, Nobody it's liked right. 444?
1: Yeah
2: <laughs> I liked 444 444 was fine I liked fine.
0: it too But it's not 444 not
2: was fine But it didn't win a Pulitzer
4: Ooh <sighs> Hey you're jumping into our oh. next No you're right our next But the hood topic. knows that, The hood that knows That song home. Or the album What
3: was
2: that? Did you hear 444? Yes The Jay-Z one <laughs> Okay <does> <laughs>
4: Okay, so we're
0: going to go back to the dam in a minute, but, oh, that's actually what the next topic was. Look at that. You were so great. I it's like I paid you to do that. So it's the the dam album, so J. Cole, if you like him, great. If you don't, whatever. I respect what he does. I think he's a great performer, and I like what he stands for, but I feel you. I kind of get bored Um, because it kind of sounds the same after a while. First things first, rest
1: in peace. Uncle Phil?
0: For real. Yes. Okay. Um, so, damn, my my best album of last year won a Pulitzer. Pulitzer? Pulitzer? Pulitzer. Thank you, author, for saying that and correcting me. <laughs> uh, um, New
1: York Times bestselling author.
0: Get it right. Uh, get it right. Get it right. Sorry. Get it right.
2: Number one.
1: <laughs> yes, number one. Thank yes, you. A difference. Yeah, there is. No, there is a difference. You're right. You're that's so ch- right.
2: That's a championship belt.
0: Hey, you're right. <laughs> So I was very uh, surprised by this. I didn't even know how the running works. And then I honestly didn't
2: even know they did Pulitzer's for that sort of Same.
0: Stuff. And it was actually the first time, I think, that it ever Red. went outside of, like, the Classic. typical classical uh, type yeah. of music. I didn't so know they gave them for
2: albums deal. at all.
0: They, they, you knew they didn't?
2: I didn't know that they did.
0: Yeah. So In, they, Even
2: then, I didn't know 1%, but if anybody but Kendrick would have One, I would have been mad
0: about. And then they played on Disa and Miro. they showed some samples of the other people and it was like so whack I was like what the hell how do you even put this in the running with it? Of course Dam's gonna win.
1: I feel so- like anytime any kind of award like that is, is granted, it should go by Jesus and Miro first.
0: Absolutely, like you need to get the
1: cosign first.
0: <laughs> Everywhere for everything. So I was very excited to see that damn one because again, it it like backed up my statement that that Kendrick's the best right now. So I was like, yay, because I don't see Jay Z winning a, a Pulitzer. Where? Okay. So,
3: okay.
0: anyways, this okay. little topic was exciting to me. Uh, they're all exciting, but like whatever. So, Los Tigres del Norte. They played at the same prison that, wow, I really need to stop already.
1: I need those drinks, because you're not, you need to...
0: They they played at the prison that Johnny Cash played at 50 years ago, Folsom Prison. And I was like, that is so dope. So they basically said the first time they ever played in the United States, 50 years ago, was at a prison. So then they wanted to do it again, and they wanted to do it at a big, you know, legendary prison, and they did it at a Folsom prison. So I thought that was really cool. All the, all the inmates were really happy, and they said it made them feel human, and it was nice to be recognized by... Even the
2: white ones? People. The what? <laughs> were they, I feel like they weren't that excited. I,
0: I mean, they were probably a little bit bored, or maybe they were really into it. It kind of sounds country.
2: There's no way they were in prison at war with every other race,
0: Stop. and then a
2: bunch of Mexicans over there they like, was, yeah, it was, this is <laughs> I'm excited about this.
0: I think it's a predominantly Latino prison.
2: Every prison is. Bruh!
1: (laughs) True!
0: Is that true? I'm sad. That's
2: not true?
0: Damn, that's that's a whole nother thing. I watched American Me (laughs) once. Okay, (laughs) so I thought that was really cool. Shout out to Los Tigres del Norte for doing that.
1: I don't think we understand as a society the impact that Los Tigres has. Because they've right. done so much, for real And like some of the songs Yeah, some of the songs that they were putting out even decades ago They were making like some really bold social statements They're still and doing that then they did that. the Unplugged show Where they brought Zach De La Rocha from Rage They did Juanes. They did like all this amazing stuff And they're still they doing They did a song it.
0: about queer women They've done a lot of progressive stuff And it's been really cool to see them evolve Because it's like, whoa, you're still rolling with it And you're out here for us I Yeah, appreciate
1: when are they you. coming back to Dallas? I need to roll We through. already
0: went We saw I, them And I'm gonna go
1: again too
0: they go to Billy Bob's in Fort Worth because it's all country.
1: They're so progressive and Fort Latino Worth. and all pro-Mexican and yes. then perform at Billy Bob's. Oh,
0: Billy Bob's. It's fine. They get, they get their money there. Um, this topic, I started excited about this and then quickly I was like, bruh, it was too soon. Uh, Kanye West is back on Twitter. <laughs> And at first I was like, Oh, he seems interesting and different, maybe. Are you in the sunken place or not? I'm not sure. Yo.
1: He announced what? that Pusha album. Yes. I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad I got back on Twitter just to see that tweet.
0: Really? That's it? That's all you wanted to That's see. It. And then That's all so I he, he announced a solo album and then he announced a joint album. And so I was like, this is cool. I can get down with this. And then today he said something like, I really like the way Candace Owens thinks. And Candace Owens is like alt-right uh, woman, essentially. <laughs> and so doing it's just an like. an album with
1: Tommy Loren. <laughs>
0: I was just very confused. I was like, oh, too soon. You, you left us quickly. He was starting to say things that sounded almost socialist. I was like, whoa. He was like, capitalism, blah, blah, blah. Materialism, this. And then he was like, yo, I like the way this lady thinks. And I was like, what?
1: He might declare bankruptcy soon.
2: Why? <laughs> <Yeezys laughs> the way them shoes are high. looking,
0: they the look like... The way
2: Yeezy prototypes. They look, ooh, uh-huh. They're rough. When I was in college, uh-huh. there was a guy who stayed in our dorm... Who had a confederate flag hanging in his window. Oy. He was wildly racist, it turned out.
0: <laughs> what? And, Are you uh, sure?
2: But here's the thing. But here's the thing. He was extremely racist and he was like, it was not a good person at all. But, <laughs> but he knew how to fix the car.
0: Oh my God. And you so when my car broke down, time. I was
2: like, hey friend.
0: Knock, knock, knock. Like I let him
2: fix my car. <laughs> I feel like that's what's going to happen here with Kanye we're all going to be like this is horrible and his album's going to come out and we're going to be like I and mean, it's going to okay.
0: fix your car
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it I'll oh let you God. fix my car but I'm still mad about the other stuff like
0: right. see I was like kind of not over him meeting with Trump so then when he said this thing about Candace Owens who's literally being praised by the, by the alt-right and they're like wow this woman and she's a, a black woman so they're raising it even higher because they like to hold up any one they can get basically right. and so then they were like Ooh, look what Kanye said, and they get so excited because they can like claim someone else, and then it's like, uh, I don't know, man. So I'm disappointed in Kanye again. Shocker. Um, I, 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 um, didn't really like the last album that much. So
2: you didn't like the. Boom. Last-
0: did you really like the last album?
2: Yeah, I listened to it on the plane up there. Did
0: you? Oh shoot, yes. I'm sorry. I like songs on it, but like I feel like I lost him. I feel like I lost him a long time ago, so.
1: You missed the old Kanye?
0: I do. That was my favorite track on the album.
2: <laughs> okay. You know that
1: one? Oh, see? Okay. The twin. Hey, see twi- the twins, twins know Kanye. We'll hey, see.
2: They don't Kanye. know the racist part. The but they know the music part. part. Oh my
0: god. Well, well, well. Then our final juice topic, which I don't know if y'all saw it. I asked y'all to see it, but I, I don't know. I still
1: haven't, so I'm sorry. I've seen clips. I haven't seen the whole thing.
0: The greatest performer a- alive.
1: I can, I'll respect that. H. Shout out to H-Town. Do we have Houston in the building? H-Town. <laughs> Really quick shout out, I know we had, um, shout out to Miguel, drove up from, and we gotta make sure you chop it up with him, because this dude was here at three o'clock today. He said, I wanna make sure I meet Shea Serrano from San Antonio, this dude drove four hours. Yo, and he helped us out. We got like a million and one things to do, right? And we still didn't finish everything for the show, but this dude, Miguel, where you at? He's
3: right here. Front and
1: center, shout out to my man Miguel. 210, town in the building, we also got Austin. Shout out to everyone from Washington that came Washington. out. We got some people from hey, Portland, Oregon that came you. out. And then I don't I know. I like thought you are
2: just saying places
3: now.
1: No, Portland. Nah, we're for real. Winston? Shout out, California. Winston, where are you? <laughs> Shout out, Columbia. What's
0: up? What's up?
1: You're just making. Shout out to Poteet, in now.
0: Yo, that's a real place. Winston in
1: Texas. from Portland. That's where Alex my mom from lives. Washington. My mom lives in Poteet. For real, Strawberry yeah. Festival. Hey, yeah. you know what time it is? Oh my
0: God. So now I return to the queen herself. I really wish y'all had watched it because I want to know y'all's feelings. Because there's something about how people react to it, and I still think it's kind of um, because people feel like they can't support women artists, which is really dumb. And yes, boy, bye, Um, Beachella. I stayed up. I was like, I don't ever go to sleep on time anyway, so this ain't a really? problem. So I went to the YouTubes and I waited uh, and I watched Post Malone and I was like, Are you done yet? And he wasn't. And so then I was Post like, Post Malone okay. is horrible. What?
2: He's so bad.
0: I'm. Thank you. Look, I'm terrible. Am, how do you? You don't like him or you do?
2: Look. No. What, okay. What's your, who's your? What's your favorite Post Malone song?
0: I don't like Post. Malone. <laughs> yeah.
2: See, we're good
0: This whole side of the table is good I don't know why Daphna's right not here. saying anything
2: From right here down Oh man, I'm, I'm glad I have at
1: least a few friends In a building well, you know?
0: they're all crickets
1: They didn't clap <laughs> But I know y'all anyway, are still there so I was It's like, not cool to clap right now But I'm glad y'all are still there Oh my god Oh my Thank god you.
0: Not Thank you Thank no. you My man right
1: here VIP's in a building
0: Get out So <laughs> I That
1: watched. was a good movie too Get Out was a very good movie. Get Out movie. was
0: a great film. I can it was. agree with. Look, he's yeah. nodding. The twins is, I, agree, I trust right? yeah. him More than more than. Rah. He ain't seen Get Out.
2: <laughs> he I'm nodded. Not gonna let my boys watch Get Out.
0: He nodded. I trusted him. We're not ready hear? for
2: that. <laughs>
0: he just said no. I we didn't. went.
2: We went and saw John Wick too, but we didn't oh see Get Out. Oh my
0: God! Hey, my mom likes John Wick that too. That was such a
2: mistake. The movie started and he shot like seven people oh in the face god. and i was like oh this oh we should go boys did y'all
4: like john wick too though braxton did you like it john wick good. too um it was good it was kind of good
2: what was your favorite part i already know what it is but you could tell them
4: i forgot all the scenes oh, in the no. movie
2: it was the pencil part you remember the pencil
0: what happened
2: you forgot when he stabbed him in the face with a pencil you want to tell us what happened oh god that's how traumatic it was. 2018. 2018. Well. So anyway, but, it was a mistake.
0: But they can't watch Get Maybe in the future you can watch Get Out, and I hope I get your feedback then. We saw
2: Logan, and Logan was a mistake too.
0: Oh, my God.
2: In like the first two minutes, a woman shows her breasts. Okay. And I was like, oh, we should not have skipped school. We skipped school to go oh see Logan. Oh, my
0: God.
2: It was so bad.
0: That's a great endorsement. Skip school and watch... Breasts, it
2: was you
3: bad.
0: know, <laughs> they're not reacting. So that means that they know better. They're like, nah. Maybe get out one day. I'll just tell her that I watched it. It's fine. Anyways, wow, I'm so sorry, Beyonce. The Beyonce gods are gonna hate me because I've like digressed from it several times. Uh, this was such an incredible performance, and thank you, audience, because I know some of y'all watched no. it.
1: I didn't even have to watch it with clips and with everyone that I've seen in terms of support like honestly, it's gotten to a point where it's like I'm almost saying Beyonce 2020. You know what I mean? Like it's that level of impact.
0: She's greater than the president. Like the presidency won't even do anything for her now. Like she's already above that position in the world. U.S.
1: government's a circus.
0: Right. So she was the first black woman to ever headline Coachella, which is insane. And then whenever she was like talking about that, she was like, "Ain't that about a bitch?" And I was like, "Yo, she's amazing. Like I already love her. She's been killing the stage for almost two hours, and she's calling them out for it. And it was." full of, like, all this beautiful black power, and I was just like, this is amazing. It was incredible. She had a whole drum line. Apparently, the second week performance, uh, which is today, uh, is going to be completely different because she doesn't know how to, like, just be regular. Oh, I almost dropped that. Wow. Um, so, it was amazing. I wish y'all had watched it because... I watched it. You did?
2: Yeah. Oh, the Beyonce man. performance. You were asleep. Oh. You didn't see it. <laughs>
0: You should watch it. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, it was great. It was, (laughs) it was. I mean, without being, without exaggerating, it was one of the. It will go down as one of the greatest performances of all. Like it will be mentioned up there with, with uh, when Queen performed at Rite Aid or Uh the Michael Jackson moonwalk performance. Like it's up there. No,
0: absolutely. With
2: those ones, there was no question when you were watching it happen, you were like, oh, I get it. Shade just
0: warmed my heart because I didn't think any of y'all had watched it.
2: She performed all of the songs.
0: Literally all the songs. She combined them and twisted like them and mixed them up. It was amazing. You so she... Uh,
4: <laughs> I thought I saw it on TV Ooh. once, but I don't know. Uh-oh. You <laughs> might
0: If you watched it this week, maybe, because they were covering it a lot. But it was really, really incredible, and I'm really glad you watched it. But I, I get frustrated because I'll be honest about my Beyonce story. Like, I... When I liked Destiny's Child, I was a Kelly Rowland girl. So I was like, yes, Kelly. <laughs> and so then when Beyonce broke apart and did her thing and everybody was all over her, I was like, what about Kelly? Like, I'm kind of sad. And so then I was like, Beyonce's overrated because Kelly's still over there. And, and she's, she's texting amazing.
1: people on Microsoft Excel.
0: Yes. She's texting Nelly like, hey, boo. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, yes. No. <laughs> Uh, so no, I felt that way. And then, like, going into college, I was like, I can't deny this woman anymore. <laughs> like, you can't pretend she's overrated when she's dropping self titled albums with uh, incredible visuals and a video for every song on her album and literally changing the music game every single time she drops anything or does anything. And I think there's a lot of like just misogyny in that men and a lot of people still don't want to give her that credit. Uh, Questlove was even saying, I've seen all the greats perform, and that Coachella performance was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Questlove, who's like god of music, right? So it's just like, yo, the fact that we're still not giving this woman that credit is because she's a black woman and we can't support women because they're not supposed to be on top? Or what is it? Men can't like these artists? What's going on? So that's why I wanted you, you two to listen, because it's so frustrating when it's like, why can't we get behind this woman still? Why are we well, still...
2: I, I don't understand uh, why can't we get behind this woman? She's the most popular woman in the world.
0: Absolutely. No, but uh,
2: that's what I'm saying. You're saying, why don't we get behind her? I think everybody is behind her. There, of course, There's there are people that are going to... There's a
0: lot of people that aren't, though. Like, even that night that they were tweeting, like, a lot of people were still like, meh, meh. Oh, that's...
2: yeah. But there that was, that was a happened, lot of backhanded yeah. praise. Like, even people
1: that run in my circles, they were like, yo, I'm, I was never part of the beehive... Never mess with Beyonce. She was talking about being an independent woman but paying my bills at the same time. But yo, that performance was dope. And it's like, we didn't need that precursor, bro. Like, you could have just said that the performance was dope and that was it.
0: Right, but even having that precursor to me is a form of misogyny because you don't have to say anything. Just appreciate this person's work like we do any F-boy rapper that says, Gucci gang, whatever, and then keep going. Because if we can... If we can appreciate those people, if men can appreciate their, we can also appreciate this woman who's like the queen of the music industry and beyond.
2: <laughs> Anyways.
0: Thank I'm glad you watched it. Rafa, I need you to watch it. I'm I watched watch Contagion watch it, I for promise. you, so now you gotta There's watch There's
2: that backhanded praise you're talking about? See?
1: <laughs> you're you going watch it. it. Sure. I'm going to I had to watch like all these movies. She's got a playlist. I got like all these songs that I got to listen to, all these oh movies I got to watch, stop. all these shows I got to watch. I made I'm him watch to Moonlight. Catch yo.
0: Moonlight's amazing. I made him watch I Moonlight.
1: I
2: love Moonlight. Moonlight was, was dope. Like,
0: did you see Moonlight Trey? Yes. How did you feel? I watch
2: everything, I listen to everything.
0: Good. I'm glad. That's lovely. <laughs> I don't have to even ask you then. Yo,
2: <laughs> I think I
1: think Pat might have some things that you might have never heard of though. Oh yeah. If I'll we're going to be 100 right Pat, now. Pat
0: has the most hipster out, music yeah. things you've She's never... She's got that
1: shoegaze,
2: post-punk, Shoo, you know modernist, abstract progressive... Shoegaze. Noise band. Shoegaze? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: You know what shoegaze is? I
2: studied all about it. Shut up. Uh-uh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she was like... She came and she was like, this is a shoegaze band. And I was like, yo, what is that? And then I felt bad because I was like saying these things as she was talking about this band called Mint Field. What is it, Pat? Mint field. Mint field. Mint field, I called it mint floss. Mint I
2: don't know mint field. I know mint, mint condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: Anyway, so that just about wraps it up for the juice. Uh, thus, we can jump into our interview. <laughs>
2: oh, hey, look. That's a big, big me right there. <laughs> Google images, bro. That's Rampage bro. Shay. Hey. Oh,
0: okay. I
2: just, Wait, this wasn't the interview, what we were just that doing? That was the juice. No. I thought we were done. No. Like, I'm ready to get my check. And go
0: hotel.
2: <laughs> like, where's the barbacoa? We got to, tacos come to sit a
0: little longer. Well, um, this makes it a little bit weird, but <laughs> I'm going to keep going.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so I will intro you with a bio. I know one of the boys wanted to intro you. Do you all still want to do that? No? Okay, no. that's He fine. got too
2: nervous. It's okay. Wait, just do it. Tell him, just tell him what you're going to say.
0: Come on, you can do it. No. We believe in he don't you. He oh, to. Okay, it's fine.
2: If all he right. says no, then that's just some shit that ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I respect that 100%. <laughs> like, nope. Okay. It's all it takes. Keep no it one, moving. You want to do it? Just say anything about... Say one nice thing about me to introduce me.
4: You wrote a famous book. Ah!
2: Yes! <laughs> yes.
4: Yes. <laughs> yes! He wrote Let's a go. famous book.
0: <laughs> He's so unimpressed.
2: That's what they did when we went. I was like, "Hey, guess what? Barack Obama said my book was good." And they were like, "Meh."
0: <laughs> they keep you can humble. We, can we play platoon? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
2: write Spanish. another one. They're like,
0: "Can we make slime instead?" I don't yeah. know if y'all like slime. They,
2: lo- they used to make a lot of slime.
0: <laughs> See, I know the things with the kids.
2: <laughs> Laundry detergent everywhere. <laughs>
0: All right, so I'm gonna feed your read your official bio, okay, and then we can get started. So Shea Serrano is a Mexican-American author, journalist, and former teacher. He is best known for his work with the sports and pop culture websites. The Ring. You're just
2: reading straight off Wikipedia. I am. You didn't because, even write your listen, own thing?
0: Listen, I wanted to write something once, and then, like, last time with Arturo, he was like, just go to Wikipedia, man. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, let me go with what his homie did. Stop. Do you want... Look, I can praise you. I'm going to praise you later, I promise. Do you want me to keep going, or we just No, let's in? just do the interview. All right. So this is Shay Serrano. <laughs> Welcome to The Colores Radio. Thank you so much for being here. I pretty much... Um, was obviously a fan, as many of us are, and as silly as it sounds, I think you, you represent a whole community we didn't have on Twitter, which is like Mexican Twitter. Um, yes. And so we were like, we got one, yes, thank you, God. And so then I figured out what you were doing and what you represented and what you liked and what you wrote about, and I was like, this man, this man's got it. This man is what we need.
2: That's what's up.
0: He's our team captain.
2: I wasn't trying to do any of that for anybody but right. myself.
0: Right. But so. it worked out because you naturally represented the whole community. Yeah. So, we'll get into that more later, but tell us about your childhood. You grew up in San Antonio, Texas?
2: Hey.
0: <laughs> San Antonio, Texas.
2: Yeah, I grew up in the in a neighborhood called Valley High, which is on the south side of San Antonio.
0: Hey. It
2: was a really bad area. And it was really terrible, and a lot of awful things happened. So thanks for bringing it up.
0: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) I'm glad we went straight from Wikipedia to bad childhood memories. Stop it. You're, like,
0: making me sad. (laughs) You're the opposite of Arturo. As soon as we brought up his hood, he was like, let me tell you all the things that happened. And I was like, thank you. I want to know. So you grew up in a rough neighborhood, and then your childhood just...
2: Just was miserable. Stayed bad the whole time.
0: I'm sad. I don't. I don't. Are you being for real? Yeah. No,
2: it wasn't miserable. Okay. I mean, look. This is one of those situations where you don't realize how bad a situation is until you get away from it. Mm. So like, when I left to go to college, I was like, "Come on, friends, we're going to college," and they were like, "Nah, we're gonna go to jail." Damn. Like, okay. And they for (laughs) real went. Um, so they went to jail.
0: Maybe they saw Los Tigres. That'd yeah, so. maybe
2: they they knew that they were coming, so they got oh er, they got
0: God, early. Stop.
2: They got here early, like Miguel. They went to prison. Like
0: we don't ever get, get to any place early, but that's cool.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So I didn't know it was bad until I left, and then I, I got to college, and I was like, I found out like, oh, everybody doesn't have family who goes in and out of prison, or
3: mm-hmm. oh,
2: your parents graduated high school. Like that's crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
3: Like yeah.
2: I didn't know that parents did that in other houses. So it wasn't until I left, when I was in the middle of it, it was like the best time in the world, you know? Yeah. You're in, I live in this neighborhood where it's like 98% Hispanic. So we're all just all looking at each other all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet a Jewish person until I went to college.
3: Wow.
2: We had like three black kids in my high school.
3: Damn. Like
2: 10 white kids. So I was very comfortable in that situation, in that setting. Then I went to college and there was a, everything flipped and there were 15,000 kids at this school and like 100 or less were, were Mexican or Latino. And mm-hmm. it was like,
0: Complete oh, this is,
2: this is awful. Yeah. Like, I hate this.
0: Yeah. yeah. So then was, were your parents from San Antonio as well, if you don't mind me asking?
2: My dad was from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. His dad was from Mexico. Cool. My mom is from Michigan. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Very nice. The
2: Mexicans got up to Michigan. I. They walked a long way to get. <laughs> that's at the top of the map.
3: What's well, good,
1: that's Michigan? Long... When I was when I was little, my uncle would tell me that Michigan was actually Michoacan.
0: Bruh, that's where my family's from. <laughs> What's good, Michoacan? <laughs> Don't play with my. Oh, ooh, that touched some chords, but it's fine. Oh, sorry. Um, so not a bad chord. <laughs> uh, so then you you. Did you ever struggle with your identity as a Mexican-American, or was it so predominantly, like, focused there in childhood and then college was like, yo, what's
2: up? No, here's what, what's crazy about that is you mentioned earlier, like, all of a sudden I became this, this uh, avatar for the Mexican community on the Internet. <laughs> and, uh, but it's because there are so few of us. So, like, when I walk into uh let's say I'm going to pitch a book or somebody, I have a meeting with a publisher, I walk in, and it's all white people and maybe like one or two black or Asian people. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at me like I'm wearing a fucking sombrero when Stop I walk in. Stop it. Out. You know, right? So, like, that's the like identity you have I have right now. Like,
0: across your chest.
2: But in San Antonio, when everybody was Mexican, they were like, you're not Mexican enough. Uh-huh. You know, you get that. Absolutely. You don't look the right way. You don't, you don't have that ting in your voice. So yeah. So, you, you, you graduated? Like, I was telling the boys... I got a job at CeCe's after high school, CeCe's Pizza. Mm-hmm. And the other cooks were these Mexican dudes who were making fun of me because I graduated. They were, like, oh calling me a sellout. Damn. Which is crazy. Wow.
3: What the I was hell? trying to figure
2: out, like, why are you making fun wow. of me? You dropped out of school And the like, ninth I'm grade. making pizza
0: with y'all, bro. Like, yeah. cheer me on.
2: Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, when I was in San Antonio, I was like, am I not a, a Mexican enough for everybody else? Like, this is weird. And then when I left out of there, I was like... Super Mexican man. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's like a weird spot to be in. For no, sure. it is.
0: It's an interesting diaspora in general. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Um Just even just going to college, right? Because a lot of places you are one of the few Latinos uh, that represents any space. And then you're like, well, shit, I'm here for my whole people, I guess. Here I go. And, like, I know every time I get a new job or a new gig or something, it's usually, like, unless I'm in Oak Cliff Cultural Center, <laughs> <laughs> it's typically, right. like... I, I That's still happening all yeah. the time.
2: It's gonna happen forever.
0: <sighs> I hope not. I hope it changes a little bit. That's why we created De Colores so you can walk hey. into a room full of your people. Hey, De Colores <laughs>
2: Collective. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I've been on a podcast with other Mexicans.
0: Are you for real? We love This her. is yeah. a big deal. T- like, that is the highest honor right now. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna clap. Yeah, clap can we up. take
2: a second and give a round of applause for that? <laughs> Yo.
0: That's a big deal. I'm going to quote it and put it on our next shirt. This is the first time I'm on a podcast with Mexicans. You
2: should do that. That's why I ended up working with Arturo. <laughs> yeah. And I was trying to find an artist, and I saw his name, and I was like, I got to get this guy. <laughs> his art. I don't like his artwork that much, but I got to oh get him. Oh, my God. I got to get him. Ah,
0: you're like, mm-hmm. Arturo? Yes, that's the one. So then... Uh, We've kind of discussed this already. You embody a lot of what, constant, what we constantly discuss on the show, which is these intersections of uh, mm-hmm. being Mexican in these typically white spaces. So I guess how do you best navigate that? Because it's probably still, it's still happening is what you've mm-hmm. told us.
2: You don't, you don't do anything except what you feel like doing. Yeah, just being you yourself. Like you have to be careful to not become a caricature, or the, like, representative for the entire race, Mm -hmm. right, like, uh, if a Mexican thing happens in the news, I don't want to feel obligated to write about it if I don't want to write about it, or or speak about it if I don't want to speak about it, so I think you just have to make sure when you're in white spaces that you become something more valuable than just speaking on that one thing, you know, like, I want to talk about other stuff, or, for sure, or discuss other things, so,
0: so then, uh, another thing we constantly are discussing is hip hop, and so it 's very interesting because we discuss how uh, like hip hop is created by by black and Latino people, but so often you know Latinos kind of just latch onto black culture and we don 't even realize that mm-hmm. um, and it 's very important that we recognize our space there and our privilege in that mm-hmm. um, so I guess that can go into a number of things. Uh, with your life but then how, how do you feel about those things
2: uh, I feel a, a similar way to me the relationship from, with the Mexican community and the black community is that that's like big brother mm-hmm. you know because For those sure. ones, they're always the ones who do the thing first right. and then we see them do it and they're like there's a meeting with all the Mexicans right. and we go hey hey the white people they let the black people make a superhero movie uh-huh. like we should get one too right you know
0: Gina Rodriguez did that yeah
2: so we just follow along with, with, with what they do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, as you mentioned, we have to make sure we're paying attention, not to, I don't know, not take advantage of it, but just to be aware of what we're, what we're doing because that's just what it is. Like, we're going to follow behind them because they're, the, they're in the front.
0: Right. Right. So what first started your love with hip-hop? Because Rafa and I were very much so in love with hip-hop. And that's, I think, one of our biggest connectors was, was how we attach ourselves to this at a very young age.
2: Um, it was just the music you, I was listening to when I became a teenager. Like you, you grow up and you want to do a thing that your parents are not doing yeah. when you get to that age. And my mom was listening. You know, she's from, again, Michigan. So she had a lot of, like, Motown is what she's playing on the radio mm-hmm. on Saturday or Sunday morning when they're cleaning the house. And my dad is, is playing, you know, uh, a bunch of, uh, like, Norteño yeah, music. Yeah, I was about to say, if yeah. you,
0: you gotta, your dad better be playing something while you got the Fabuloso in your yeah, cleaning. Yeah.
2: Cause... So when, you're, when I'm, like, trying to decide what music do I want to listen to, I'm like, well, I don't want to do those things because that's what my parents do. Uh huh. Let me find something else. And then this was the mid-'90s, early-'90s when rap was beginning to become like a very strong force in pop culture. So it became, it was everywhere and it was interesting. And they kind of looked maybe like, if you squint, like, are those Mexicans doing it too? (laughs) I'll just do that. And then, you know, that's how it was all the way. It wasn't nothing special. There was no like epiphany.
0: No, there wasn't. Well, who was your first big artist you got really attached to?
2: Um... Oh, Rexton FX. Aw, that's
0: them? a good one. That's they had a good song one.
2: called Rump Shaker.
0: Yes, that's a classic. And there's they a video
2: fa- hey. where the yeah. woman is playing a saxophone on the beach.
1: Yes. And I was Real like, I'm stuff. in.
2: I'm in. Yo, DJ Rogan
1: knows what you're talking about. Uh-oh. So he the DJ it, knows it.
2: He used to call the radio station in San Antonio and like ask him to play. That was the first song I asked somebody to play. Oh, my God, so play. cute. Yeah. I mean, it was very much like on the outside. I would listen to that or... Vanilla Ice got really popular around then. And I'll be, Shout out to like, Dallas, Seas. Texas. Hey. I, saw him on, I saw him on TV on a dirt bike, and I was like, yep, that's cool. I'll do that. <laughs> Sax
0: and dirt bike, it got yeah. you. Very
2: and nice. A, when uh, I got to middle school, I was hanging out with this kid, Miguel, who was like, I, I think we were best friends. I was like the, the, the nerdy sort of, like, I'll be that person for him. And for, for me, he's like the bad kid who is going to protect me. Yes, we all happen. need one of those. Right? So... He was, like, showing up with, with like, legitimate, like, UGK-type stuff. Oh, and nice. I would play it. <laughs> yeah. He was the first guy who played UGK for me. He had a tape. Oh, And it, it was, like, the one where, where Bun is squatted down or, or Pimp is squatted down, Bun is over him, whatever. We're playing it, and it's going. And it was, like, very aggressive, <laughs> hardcore stuff. And I go, like, no, I don't want to do, listen to this. <laughs> this. This is too real for me. I don't... Oh. I don't have it. So it wasn't until, like, you know, you get to high school when you start listening to, to stuff like that.
0: Right. So then you also taught in a public school for nine years. How has that impacted you now?
2: Uh, we jumped, like, 20 years. We right did. <laughs> just they know
0: that. a lot of We're all story. over the place.
2: Uh, the way teaching has impacted me is, I don't know. Well, I don't there know. you go. It was a job that I did, and I really liked it. And... It was like practice to practice for becoming a father, I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, so maybe the main thing you learn is, is patience with kids, and you start to figure out or understand when a kid is being bad, there's a reason a kid's being bad. It's not just a bad kid. Right. Um, so, you know.
0: That's misfig- real. Yeah. That is so very you real. Fig- you know,
2: you gotta figure out why they're, they're misbehaving, and you start to learn, you know, you learn, you learn skills like that. You learn skills like kids like when they're in a situation where they know what's going to happen. So let's, you know, let's be very structured. And kids, like, when you, they know how you feel about them, you don't have to, like, when you talk to adults, you've got to kind of trick them or <laughs> nudge them in the direction right. you want them to go. With a kid, you could just straight up be like, hey, I care about you. And then they go, like, they just fill up with love. No, they, oh, for he sure. cares. Like, that's all you have to do. So that's probably the, the main things beautiful. Dad practice.
0: Yes, dad practice, and you're doing well. Look at them. They're not listening to J. Cole, and um, they've seen Get Out, but they haven't, and uh, (laughs) so then from college, you went to a construction company. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I worked after. I graduated from college. I needed a job. I wanted to help out at home Mm -hmm. with my, you know, my, my people in San Antonio, so I asked my wife, or she wasn't my wife at the time, but my girlfriend's brother-in-law to give me a job, and he worked in construction, so he gave me a job, and I did that for two years, and it was super sucky and miserable. Jeez. See, yeah. (laughs) You're
4: learning. We're teaching him. That sounds bad.
2: (laughs) It was really bad. It was like I'm not built for that kind of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm just not.
0: Are you sure? You look pretty large. No. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) So yeah, that was a sucky job, but whatever. I did that for two years, and. Near the end of that is when I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher eventually, so I, I took this alternative certification program that, here's how you know it's, that teaching is a bad job. Ugh. You don't need any training before then, and yeah, then you go for like six classes, and they go, here's 30 kids, have fun. And you're like, woo. It was, yeah. So I did, yeah. I did an you alternative t- certification. I took a test. I passed it. And I was like, I quit construction. <laughs> I'm teaching now. And that was it. Were
1: you going to say something? No, he, you, you had mentioned uh, she was your girlfriend at the time? Yes. She's your wife now? Yes. Could you tell us that story? Yeah,
0: so that's what, that's what I want to know, because I'm also, this is creepy, but I, your wife and everything you cheer her on is like the most beautiful thing to me, because I don't see enough men doing that. That's true. And so. Because and he, some of
2: us don't believe that love exists.
0: Right. Some of us here so at the Colores are a little bit weary of love.
2: Are you going to put a giant picture of her up I here? I
0: wish. I don't think we have one, but oh, we that's totally should have.
2: Um, yeah, Go to, Laramie to the Google.com. Si yes,
1: her to name know, is we Laramie. Need to She's beautiful and
2: perfect. <laughs>
1: she wow. changes the decalotes radio. <laughs>
0: so how did y'all meet? I want to know that story.
2: The way I met Laramie was, uh, it was uh, my freshman year of college. I was taking a sociology class, like intro to sociology, uh-huh. something like that. The J. Cole of stop. classes. And I was sitting I was sitting in the back with this guy named John and we were just not paying any attention, waiting for class to start, and she walked in and it was just like I it's not like oh I wanna I'm gonna marry that woman. It wasn't oh, a story like that. Stop it. it was like, hey, I wanna make out with that girl. <laughs> like that's all that's what it was. It
0: was more realistic.
2: You two should probably cover your ears. Earmuffs, earmuffs, I earmuffs. I was, just, I was just kidding. I was just kidding, Brax. Oh. <laughs> They're great listeners. <laughs> no, so she walked in. I thought she was beautiful. I wanted to talk to her. It took me like two weeks to work up the nerve, and Aww. even then I still couldn't. Now, here's the thing. Laramie is very, very beautiful, and if you're a beautiful woman on a college campus, it's just like harassment all day, every day. Yes. So I didn't want to be another one of those guys, so I was trying to figure out a way in, and I was like, Oh. I'm going to be cute about it, and I'm going to write a note.
3: Oh. And so I wrote a
2: little note, something like, like, I want to buy you a pony, oh. something, <laughs> something t- terrible like that. Yeah. But it worked. Yo, there's going and to be I a lot of buy and, you And, a and pony as it was dance. going, I, like, left out of the class, and I was like, I'll never go to that class again.
0: Oh, my God.
2: I got to drop that class now. <laughs> and then, uh, like, two days later, she called. Oh. But we, go to, we went to Sam Houston. Sam Houston is, like, a suitcase school.
0: What's up, Sam Houston? So
2: on the weekends, everybody leaves. So she was leaving back to Houston to work. She called me from work in Houston. And when she called from work in Houston, I was like, I got it. I'm in. I'm in. And that's how we met, and then we just were, you know, dating for a good little while and then we fell in love and I told her I loved her. And
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just sap like I'm acting like I don't believe in love, but I'm a low-key Sap. So
2: Yeah, it was great. That's
0: cute. Did you find a picture, Pat? We need to show her off. She's a maze. No, but really, the way you even talk about her is like so, it makes people hopeful. It's so beautiful because I really like, it's so rare that I see dudes actually like bragging on their woman and she's a badass who's constantly like building stuff and you're like, I'm on the couch. And I'm like.
2: She's really, she's good at everything. She's better than me at every single thing. (laughs) And it's, it's not funny. It Uh, sucks.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shoot. It's bad. Well, you're here, but you're doing good things too.
2: Listen, every article I've ever written, every chapter in every book, she edited it for me. I didn't know in the beginning when I started writing, I had no idea how to write. Because again, I was terrible in school. I barely graduated high school. I barely graduated college. I was like, I was the guy that they let in college. They like denied a more qualified white person to let me in. That was me. Don't tell
0: people that. They'll run with it.
2: That was me. No, that's the truth. I was on academic probation like when I got there.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: (laughs) They made me, you think I'm joking, I'm 100% serious. They made me take a remedial math class because my math scores were so low on everything. Like, She's just smarter than me and better than me at all this stuff, so I just sort of lean on her to show me how to do the thing. The only thing I'm better than her at is is I'm just, I don't mind screwing up. (laughs) So I could just be like, well, I'll figure it out. I'll do it. And then that's the, you know, that's how I became a writer. I was just like, well, I got the internet and the computer. I can do, I can do it. So yes. that's all. No, no, she's at home with a baby. No. <laughs> oh, that's the plane awesome. ticket's like $600 Ooh. for her to come. Yeah, so yeah. that's why she didn't come. I asked her, she said, no, I'll just not um, spend that money.
0: So then from college, you, you struggled all the way through, but then you had a, a beautiful uh, bow, beau, at least. And then from there is you went to the construction job and then construction to teaching and then teaching is when you started writing, yes? That's correct, yeah. Okay, All I just, I know you've said this story. You
2: were on Wikipedia, you Listen,
0: got it. Listen, I'd read. I just didn't want to, like, hear your whole story again if you've told it a million times. Yeah. I want to get more into the, the nitty gritty. Okay. Um, so it, this might be too personal, but what is it like raising interracial children in modern day?
2: Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's a fine thing. No, they, we, we started noticing that they were noticing it pretty. Oh,
0: oh that's all
3: pixelated. Hey, hey, hey. oh,
2: yeah, Can that's it get her. more
0: clear than that? That's how She's the, still amazing, all pixely.
2: She's beautiful. High
1: res, Pat. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding, Pat. I love you.
2: <laughs> yeah, we started noticing it maybe like they were five or six years old. The school where they go to, is a, it's a magnet school. It's in the middle of a rich neighborhood. Mm. So we have to drive from where we stay, which is not a rich neighborhood. We drive past the shitty elementary.
0: <laughs> You're like, bye, like, we're going to magnet school. Nope,
2: no thank you. <laughs> we go
3: shoot, shoot, shoot
2: <laughs> in the loop to the white neighborhood, and they go to school there. So the, the school is predominantly white, and like maybe five or six years old, <laughs> the boys came home in Braxton, he was like, Daddy, why do all the kids have yellow hair? Mm-hmm. And I understand.
0: I had that same question, man. Yeah. I and that's
2: how, that was the first time that we noticed it. And then the, you know, the older they got, the more they started to, to talk about it or ask questions about it and this and that. So um, I think as long as you're trying to be as open as possible or they do a very good job of asking questions or understanding things. So you're just trying to watch for any sort of teachable moments where you can explain like, this is why you go to this type of school. These are the things I need you to learn, but these are the other things that you're not going to learn in the school that I need for you to understand. Like, you are a valuable person and this and that. Like, you, you know, you just sort of try to get that in, right. their, in their little brains.
0: And keeping that open discussion. Yeah. Real
1: quick, like, uh, your, your twins seem like, for, for being as young as they are, that they have a lot of wisdom. Yeah. I I have nephews. <laughs> And sometimes I as godfather and uncle and babysitter and someone who tries to find teachable moments struggle with how to explain to them certain things when it comes to like those moments when they ask those questions and you're like, oh, I don't really know because the way I learned it, I can't really tell that to you.
3: Uh-huh.
1: How, how, do you how do you explain like the wisdom in, in a young mind? You should
4: teach them the 10 shots method.
3: Bruh, say it again let me, hold on let me
4: just say the that, 10 say that. shots method. give me my
2: life oh, okay Take he's it. talking about the this thing we call the 10 shots method <laughs> which we learned um we have a little basketball court in the front yard uh-huh. in our driveway Boom. and we play on it and the, we made up this game called 10 shots and here's the goal and you pick a spot and you have to stand right there and shoot it and if you make it you get the ball back where you were if you miss it you have to get the rebound and shoot it from wherever the ball goes, Uh-oh. okay? Ooh. So let's say you shoot it and miss it, and the ball rolls over here. Now you're shooting it from there. And you shoot it and miss it, and the ball comes flying this way. Now you're shooting it from here. And you have to make 10 shots before you miss 10 shots. Ooh. It's the whole rule of the game, right? And stressed out. we invented this game because the trick, you let them play it five or six times, and then after a while, you explain to them, when you shoot and you miss it, and it rolls far away, if you panic, or start like pouting or get upset, it's just gonna get worse. Every time the ball is gonna go a little bit further away and your chance of making it is gonna be less and less and less. So you gotta stay calm, you gotta play it smart. If the ball rolls way back here, mm-hmm. sacrifice a shot rather than panic and just sort of roll it up there and that counts as a miss and then go get it and shoot and start again. Like we're trying to teach you, don't let a bad situation get worse is the point of the game, right? That's so beautiful. Right, so. That's it. Yeah, and the, and the whole reason we came up with this game was because they would take a test in school and they would start to feel a little flustered, and it's very easy when that happens to just start feeling worse and worse and worse and worse, so we invented the game, and now when they get to that first feeling, they remember the 10 shots and they're like, okay, don't let it get worse, let me just sacrifice one and move on or, or whatever. But when you're trying to teach a kid something, it's usually... That's like the way to do it. You can't just say, Don't let it get worse and they go like I don't know what that means. Right. Like you show them this game and then they understand they can put all the pieces together. Yeah. Now I don't want to make it seem like I'm this great insightful dad. <laughs> I mean Again you know, that's we dope. went and saw John You Wick just redefined and how Logan. I live my life with yeah. a
1: game called the Ten Shots Same. method.
2: Ten shots. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. Um, but like again, I'm not that good of a person so Aww, he said
0: you are that's
1: so, so
2: like sweet. sometimes don't we'll make some noise if you think Chez serrano is a good person. person don't front don't front no i'm gonna tell you well if we're outside playing basketball some of the days i will on purpose try to make them cry
0: oh my god
2: i swear to god ask them, is this true yes or no yeah
0: do you cry do you cry is this true yes or no do you cry yes it is no, but that's I would the cry. thing
1: though. That's the thing though. Like it, it, in in my eyes like it's better that you sit there and make them cry, go through that pain and that struggle than know that somewhere out there like there's a situation that you can't protect them from that's going to treat them that way.
2: Yes, I ain't thinking that far ahead. <laughs> I just want to win the basketball game. That's all that it is.
0: There you go. There you <laughs> go. So then you met your eventual beautiful wife, did the construction, then you started writing while teaching. Correct. What was that transition like from not teaching to just writing?
2: Well that wasn't a quick thing. That was like years and years. Nine and years. years?
0: Wow. Yeah. I read the page yeah, again. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I started my like when the boys were about to be born is when I started writing because we needed extra money. A teacher check every two weeks. For me, was $1,100. Crazy. Every two weeks, I got $1,100. Our rent was $1,700. Wow. So we're screwed already. We're like, the shot's getting worse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I started trying to write to make extra money. And it was a situation where you just slowly are, are building it up over years and years and years to where in the beginning, my goal was I'm going to make $1,000 a month. Because in teaching, I was making $2,200 a month. So writing, I want to make $1,000 a month. And that's it. That's all I'm trying to do.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And then I worked toward it, worked toward it, until I was finally able to hit $1,000 a month every month. And I was like, okay, let me try $1,500 a month every month. And you're slowly building that up. And after a few years, it was like, hold on a second. We're making more money writing than I am teaching. Let's find out what happens if I don't teach anymore and just focus all my time on the writing. So as far as the transition, I had been teaching for nine years. I had been writing for eight years. Writing was already becoming a bigger and bigger part of my life. I was ready to, to try to do it full time, and that's all it that was. I, I turned in my two weeks notice. I told the principal, I mean not my two weeks notice, but you have a contract that you sign as a uh-huh. teacher, and then they give you a new contract every March or so, and they handed the contracts out, and I told them, hey, I'm not going to come back next year, so everybody already knew. So the school year ends, and I'm walking out the last time, and I'm like, trying to make myself cry. Oh, my God. As I, walked, as I walked down the hallway, like, I want this dramatic moment, and I just couldn't get there. Put, don't you. I was just carrying Bug a box. Forget about me. Come on, come on. Nothing. Ah. And then I left. And it wasn't hard until the next school year started, mm-hmm. and my body was like, why are you not? Getting ready. Yeah, I went to the campus. There's, a, there's, like, a Jalisco across the street. Hey. And so I was going to, to breakfast there, like, three times a week yeah. during the school year, just looking at oh all the kids God. going in. Um, but yeah, after like a year of being a full-time writer, then I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty. This is cool. Yeah. I like this <laughs> this job way better."
0: Uh huh. And so then you went from that, and then you created a few different things. But the big dog, the first really big dog, was the rap yearbook.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first book.
0: Yeah, that was the, the rap one. That was but... the one.
2: Yeah. That was the book that changed. Everything. After that, nothing in my, like a Drake style, nothing was the same. Oh, shoot. Tell us more. Tell us more. After that, um, I was working on the book and again, this was early in the writing career, but I pitched the the idea for the book. The publishers bought it. They bought it for $25,000. Wow! That's how much they paid me for the book. At the time, I thought I was rich. Wow! I was like, oh my God, I never had this much money all at once. And then you take the $25,000 and you got to give a percentage to the to the uh, agent: Jeez. And then I have to hire Arturo.: Hey, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> 20. Some money.: I didn't pay him nearly what 25, he was worth. <laughs> No. I
0: didn't kidding.
2: pay him what he was worth at uh, all. But he agreed to do it, and we did the book, and uh, I think like, by the time everything was said and done, I maybe made 12, 13,000 dollars. Wow.: For two years worth of work off of the book, right? Um, but the book comes out and makes a bestseller list, and then once you get on the bestseller list, it's like, people got to take you serious after that. Yeah, right) one time yeah and it's and it's not it wasn't enough to just anybody can game the system and get on the list once Mm. but you get enough like the book just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger each time it was on the list for i think like four or five months something crazy like that but then it started getting translated into other languages and then they turned it into a tv show and then it was like All of these, we were hitting all these milestones all of a sudden, and then with every one, another door would open up, Mm -hmm. and people were like, hey, do you want to write another book? Boom. Hey, do you want to do a TV show? Hey, do you want to do it? Like, you you know, your inbox is a much better place (laughs) after that. (laughs) What was, like, the
0: biggest moment for you through all of these? Because then, you know, a couple years later, we have basketball and other things, which you obviously (laughs) knew knew your worth and Arturo's worth a little bit more uh, at that point.
2: Yeah, that, that was a, a fun book to write. The big, I mean, uh, the biggest thing for me is, of course, Obama talking about it or saying it was yes. a
0: good book. Yes. Like, it was on his list of recommendations that he yeah. does every year.
2: Yeah, at the end of the year, he puts a list of books he read that he liked and music he liked, and that one was on there. I was sitting on my couch when it happened. I was watching TV. This was on December 31st. Yeah, i just there minding my business, and then my phone buzzes, and I look, and I see it's a... And somebody was like, oh, congratulations on the Obama thing. Oh,
0: my God. And I was like, what?
2: And I got on Twitter, and I had somebody send me a screenshot. And I said, that's not real. (laughs) I get out of there. And I I went to Facebook, and I looked at his Facebook page, and it was on there. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is a real thing. And then right after that, my phone is just burning up. So immediately, I start, like, I compose an email to my other friends who have written books and I'm like, you didn't get on the list. Oh, my God. Like, that's what You're I did. You're a mess. <laughs> that's what I did. But between both of the books, that was the biggest thing that happened. I think maybe second would be the rap your book being a TV show, which is, which is crazy. That is crazy. That's super yeah. amazing. I think. Is it on,
4: like, TV? Say again. Is it actually on TV or is it not on there?
2: <laughs> I'm You're so glad me. they're
4: learning with us. <laughs> they are.
2: We don't talk about a lot of stuff at home. I just tell them I love them
3: um,
2: the other day Caleb asked me daddy do you have any brothers that's a, yeah, that's a real question Oh my goodness. Asked, or, I don't know anything about your cousins because we just you know we're talking about other stuff all the time um, but wait what was I saying
0: I don't, now I want to know if you have oh, cousins the TV or show. brothers
2: yeah yeah it's, fi- <laughs> it's filming right now it'll be on TV early next year ah. but it's like officially the thing
0: that's amazing I think That's I cool. I was very, um, because I, I consider myself a hip-hop's head, so when I first heard about this book being out, I was like, oh, shit. Because, like, with these different things that are popular or that didn't used to be cool, right? That used to be, like, only hood kids or, like, in school I was considered ghetto for listening to these things or whatever. And so I think you writing a book really, like solidified the power of of hip-hop and rap and, and all these things. And obviously now statistics and everything are much different. But initially I was like, this is so cool to hold a book, see these iconic illustrations with them that really piece together this very, very important part of culture
2: yeah and just to be clear that that's not like the first book on right yeah. no
0: I know it's they're, not they're I know it's not there's absolutely other ones other
2: big ones but
0: but the but the thing that makes these books so special is the way you write
2: right sure. and your
1: approach to it it adds a legitimacy to something that we've known all along but it's never been like in in that arena of American society where it's actually respected like other things and right. then you talk about stuff in a way that's different but Similar, where we can connect to it, and people that are from the outside looking yeah. in can understand it.
2: No, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> the legitimacy, though, was it wasn't because I wrote the book, Like it just so happened that that was all happening. Right. And, and I'm just going to slide in the door while it's still open mm-hmm. behind everybody else who Good did timing, <laughs> it. Good timing. Good you know, timing. Other people did the heavy lifting. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to be with y'all. <laughs>
0: So then, uh, you said you talk. Tell us a little bit more about the upcoming projects you have. There's the documentary and then the ABC sitcom with Michael Schur.
2: Yeah, the documentary will be on TV in um, early next year, I believe. Will it be on you?
4: <laughs> Say again? Will the documentary be on you?
2: Yes. It's all about the 10-shot method. Ah! Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be about the... S- about the book, well not necessarily about the book but about the, the songs and like we're going to talk about a song, an episode or whatever like that um,
0: <laughs> he, just see, he just yawned, they don't care <laughs> he's like yeah whatever
4: That's they the don't way. understand
2: how crazy this is to like, that... oh you got something
4: which one sold more the rap coloring book or that one?
2: Oh, for sales, this one sold more that one's like 150 something thousand the basketball book is 90 something thousand and the coloring book. I don't know. I don't really check on the coloring book.
3: Aww. We it's We like less the coloring
2: book Oh, yeah. Too. The, the basketball yeah. book,
1: uh, a few days ago, we were trying to hit 93 or 94, right?
2: Yeah, it's at 95,000, I think. We need to It's a lot. It's a lot of sales. We needed we a few help people to, to buy a
1: few copies, and people were copping left and right. Okay, good. <laughs>
0: good. <laughs> so then I... Um, one of the most beautiful things you do is, like, you've built this whole army, ha, 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 on Twitter, and the F-O-H army was good, um, but you were doing, like, you started doing donations last year, uh-huh. and seeing that shit just blow up was like, holy cow, and you were, like, donating everywhere, and you even donated to, like, uh, UNT grads film school, uh, her film, a Latina director, True. shout out, uh, but it was just so dope. And the fact that you're doing this, like, it means so much. And you just casually are like, hey, gang, let's all yeah. donate. And then amazing people just start donating, and it grows. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does that feel? Like, what do you – it's just amazing that you have that power to me. Like, you've built this base where, like, people trust you, and they want to roll with you, and they just want to do this.
2: Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. It feel, no, it feels good to know that that's there. There, All of a sudden, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it, because now every single day, 10, 15 times a day, oh, wow. somebody's like, hey, yeah. can you help me with this? Hey, can you help me with that? Sometimes it's legitimate stuff, like, hey, my kid had heart surgery, Jeez. and sometimes it's like, hey, I want to go to the, to the uh, Ariana Grande concert or something. <laughs> and I'm like, what? okay, I just, <laughs> I just read a thing about a dying kid, and then now you oh, my God. are in right here. So it's a, there is a, a certain amount of pressure, but yeah, it's cool to just be like, hey, let's all donate to a place. And then they get twenty or thirty thousand dollars right. in a day. We just did all our tax stuff, yes. and in 2017, we donated over two hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Like Yo, oh, this is That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, and again, that wasn't like a thing we were trying to do. That happened totally by accident. Arturo, Arturo and I were doing a newsletter. Yeah. Because I had got I had gotten fired from my writing job at Grantland. You got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I got fired, son. Yeah, I'm at the ringer now. So, this is what happened. I was working at this place called Grantland. All of the people who started it left. It was through ESPN. ESPN was like, well, they're, they're gone, so we're going to fire everybody. So, they fired everybody, but I was under contract for a year. So, I signed a contract in July. In October, they fired everybody. Damn. And they were like, here's what we can do. We can let you out of your contract, and you can go work somewhere else. Or we can pay you up until July. And I was like, I think I'll do that, that one. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that option yes. instead. So I had eight months of not doing any work. By like month four, I was bored and ready to do some stuff. So I, I hit up Arturo and I'm like, hey, let's do a newsletter. I need you to illustrate it. I'm not going to be able to pay you very much money, but just do it. And he was like, all right, I got yeah. you. And, and I mean, he was drawing three or four pictures for $100 or something terrible like that. Just... It was very offensive. Oh if I was God. him, I would have said, that would have cussed me out. Yeah. The phone. But we did that, and we were doing it for free, and it was just like a little tiny practice thing, and it sort of blew up, and we had 30-something like thousand subscribers to it real quick. And when you do a newsletter and it has that many subscribers, you've got to pay money to send it out. So it was like costing us 250 bucks a month, plus the little money I was paying Arturo. And people started saying, hey, let me, can we send you some money? Can we send you some money? I said, all right. I don't want your money. Um, We just were telling him no for, I think, like, three or four weeks. In the fourth week, I called Arturo, and I said, hey, they keep asking. Let's let them donate it, but let's just give it all away. And he was like, all right, bet. Can we donate it to Genesis, which is a shelter in Dallas? Yes, we learned
0: about Genesis. woman shelter here. Real quick, real quick.
1: If you haven't listened to the podcast before this, we interview Arturo Torres and he goes into like a deep conversation about his connection and how that came to be. So a big shout out to Genesis Women's Shelter, but listen to that podcast to hear a little bit more about that story.
2: Yeah. So we, he said, let's donate it there. I said, all right, cool. And we got the, you know, the newsletter went out, there's a little donation button and all of a sudden as soon as it went out people were donating five ten dollars two dollars whatever but since there were so many people it all added up
3: yeah and
2: I want to say it was like 3,500 3,700 something like that and I said hey we got more money than I thought we would let me give you like a couple thousand dollars and he was like no i give it to Genesis I said just take some money you idiot (laughs) he's very bad at money just take it I've already got a job that I'm being paid for it's fine I don't need it and he goes, all right, this is the most I'll take. A small amount, very wow. small amount. And so I gave that to him, and we donated all the rest to the Genesis. And then I posted screenshots of everything to say, this is how much money we got. This is how much I gave Arturo. This is how much went to Genesis. So everybody could see where it all went. 100% all right. of the money, here's where it went. And we did that, and it was, it was like a big response. So like four weeks later, we did it again. And then we donated to another place. And every time, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And and every time we made sure, okay, here's all the money we got. You can see it. Here's where it went. 100% of the money is going out. This is where that money is going. And I guess you know people sort of responded to that. Right. And it became a thing where, like, the hurricane happened and Mm -hmm. Hurricane Harvey happened last year or so. And people wanted to donate, but rather than donate to like Red Cross or whatever, they wanted to give it to me and Arturo because they knew we were gonna get it where it needed to go. And It just kept on growing and it sucks for me to have two hundred thousand dollars go through my bank account and not get to keep any of it i understand i should not have posted screenshots oh my god in the beginning it would have been way better because i could have said hey we donated 180 thousand dollars and i got 20 grand
0: oh my god would have been cool that is hilarious. So we're getting ready to wrap up the interview, and we're going to open up a Q&A segment pretty soon. But I wanted to ask, do you have any advice to young uh, writers, young Latinx uh, artists, and people of color that are interested in getting in the field?
2: Uh, yes. If you are going to get into the field, the, there are just a couple of things you need to know. The first one is that they don't want you in there mm. at all. They don't want you there. They're going to say that they do, but they don't. Damn. I mean, there are a few that want you in there and that are trying to help but for the most part they don't um but they can't ignore you forever yeah so just keep going uh, i think that's real. that's one of the the main things also what you should know is that it's not just people of color that have trouble with it like it's hard for white people it's hard for everybody to get into the game because there are so few spots that you know nobody wants to to give one up right. so all you need to know is that when you're starting out there are going to be A hundred people trying to get this one job here, and all you got to do is be the one who just keeps on walking. (laughs) Because every time you walk, they're going to be like, nope, nope, nope. For years and years and years, you're going to get a thousand no's, and eventually all these other people are just going to quit and go do something else. If you just keep walking, you're going to get to where you're you're trying to go, you know? Like, if you walk from here to Houston, it's going to take you a long time. But if you just keep going, you will eventually... Get there. If you don't die. Yeah, Bro, if, think, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yo, <laughs> that's if tough. you don't change your life on this 10 shots method today, then I don't know what
0: <laughs> to
2: do you with your life. You should sell that whole platform.
0: Yeah. That's definitely an infomercial that I'm looking forward to that's, seeing.
2: That's all that it is because there are a bunch of people who are more talented than me who started out at the same time, but they just sort of gave up along the way. It didn't work out for him. But I that just, also
0: speaks to your character too, right? I you just didn't kept give going. Up. Yeah. All right. So if anybody has any questions, we're going to have a brief Q&A. For Can we get the
1: house lights
2: up?
0: Yeah, for, the, for De colores and for Shay.
1: And we're going to... I need y'all one time to make some noise for our tech producer, Pat the Gat. <laughs> check, check, check. So Pat the Gat is going to walk around with this microphone and we're going to do a quick Q&A. Pat, do you want to... Let's let Pat speak.
3: What's up, everybody?
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, well, if you want, want to ask Raise a question, your hand. let me know.
1: What's oh, we up? got right here, second row. Yeah, if you want to stand up, please. Um, to... <laughs> that jersey, though, Swiss 41 was good, was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's terrible.
4: <laughs> and the, I got the sweatpants. Oh, don't forget it. Uh, can, you give, can you give us a, a quick preview of your new The Office project? Ooh,
0: that's a good
2: question. Um, no. <laughs> I don't want to. Arturo and I are working on a thing. It's about The Office, the TV show The Office, yes. which is one of my favorite shows. And it'll be out in May, and I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm just going to post it one day, and I'm going to be like, it costs $20 if you want this thing, get oh it. Oh, my God. And there you go. Give me the money. And I'm not going to donate one single penny. Not one. I promise. No. Do you want
1: to stand up? Yeah, I'll stand up. Who is uh, Younger Jeezy's favorite rapper?
2: Oh, that's the dog. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to tell you a secret. That's not his real name. Um, It's not. What? Yeah, we had like...
3: We have been misled.
2: We had like four (laughs) names that we were picking. That was the one I wanted. But I don't want to... I don't want to post his real name on the internet in case somebody tried to steal him. I don't know. You know? It could but,
0: happen. It could happen. Oh.
2: <laughs> See, he knows his real name. I don't want somebody to steal him. And then I realized later on, like, he's just, he's a dumb dog. <laughs> like, if you do your hands like this, he's going to come running to you. Ah. Uh, but his favorite rapper, it, unfortunately, is J. Cole. So.
0: Oh, my God. There you go. Anybody else?
1: We
3: got
0: one in the back.
3: Three, four in the back. Oh, go over there. Yes. Run. Making friends. Not girl. Really, but I'm trying.
0: Get that workout in.
3: Okay. Uh, hold up, hold on. I'll get you happy. Have... Do
0: this one. Do this one. You're already right there.
2: Hey. Hey Shay. Hi. Um so a couple questions. One.
1: Okay. Do you just kind of, like in terms of your content, do you just like, I'm going to write about what I want to write
4: about, and hopefully people get it, and also, like, what's the deal with Kawhi, if you could break that down? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Spurs fan.
1: Oh, cool-ass voice. Antonio.
2: I'm from San Antonio. I'm, I'm honestly curious, because I don't even know. Oh. No, I don't know what's wrong with him. I'm just sad. Do you know why Kawhi's not playing?
4: Because he broke his leg or something. <laughs> do you know why like I think he got like injured during a game and then he kind of like
2: just quit playing that's a that's what everybody seems to know
4: or maybe he didn't like any of the team members and so he just wanted to watch them what what
2: Caleb coming with a hot take (laughs) there you have it Kawhi is mad at Tony Parker (laughs) so he's not gonna play no I don't know why One of my friends, Kurt Goldsberry, works for the Spurs. He's like their statistician or something. I ask him all the time, you know, what's going on with Kawhi, and he won't tell me anything. He never responds. He's awful. You're
0: like, do you know Kawhi is happening? No, I don't know what's up. Uh,
2: Uh, Sorry. As far as as far as the stuff I write, no, I don't get to just pick whatever I want. Every at the end of every week, I send an email to my editors with a list of stuff, and they go like, okay, this is good, these suck, (laughs) this is good, this sucks. And again, that speaks to the stuff I was talking about earlier where you get told no all the time as a writer. Again, I'm a number one New York Times best-selling author. And they still, every week, every single week, they tell me no on like five things. So it happens to everybody. But that's all it is. It's a a very collaborative process with the editors. Hmm. Shay? Yep. I'd like to know, uh, you're going to reach out and do a sitcom? Sure. have you reached out to Lalo Alcaraz or Cristina Alonso because they shut our people down mm. when things go on and yeah. I hope they don't do that to you I've seen Lalo speak and Lalo talked about Border Town how he was shut down at 6 o'clock p.m. on Fox and things like that so have you reached out to other artists to make sure that Latinos are heard in the spectrum of uh, comedy and everything else that we need to rise to no, I don't talk to anybody but myself when it comes to that stuff. Um, no, I haven't. I know who, I know both of those people. Not personally, but like I watched Alonzo's Netflix special, which yeah, was really funny. Um, but no, I saw what happened to her show. I saw what happened to his stuff. And it sucks that that happens, but again, we're not at that level yet. We don't have those gatekeepers in place to give us a shot, which is why Mike Scher, who I'm sure most of you people in here don't know who he is, but he's the guy who did... Um, he worked on The Office, he did Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he did The Good Place, um, Parks and Rec, like, he gets shows made. When he showed up, that was like, oh, now we get in the room or, or whatever. So um, I would just want to, I hope that it doesn't happen to our stuff.
0: I think you're going in with the right people, though, because I'm with you. Like, we obviously need that representation, but, like, Lalo kind of is outdated in some ways and gets a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. And then Crisella also, the way she approached it to me, I, like as a viewer and as someone who wants to be a Latino, Latina in media, like it didn't resonate with me because we had a laugh track and this and that, and so it just felt outdated. So the person to go with is someone like Michael Schur. So yeah, I, cool. I know for sure like this is going to be good. You're, you're going to rock it.
2: Right. But we're, we're already seeing more and more instances of, of us even getting to this level. Like even to get somebody to pay for a pilot, for right. example, or to buy just a script or an idea. Like that's the way the process works. First you come up with a general idea and then you sit in this room full of white people and <laughs> you, you like walk them through it and then they go like, I like that. Here's some money. Write it. Yeah. And So just to get to that level is cool and then the next level is they decide out of all the 50 scripts they bought we're going to make four of them into a pilot and then to get to that level like we're seeing more and more People getting further and further up, which is cool. Like we've got the on, on my block on Netflix. Yeah, that
0: was, one's amazing. Yeah, it's which lot is lot cool. Like
2: I turn it on, I'm like, oh shit, there's like a bald head Mexican dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like, wow, I'm represented? I was no. really excited. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have another question? Where's Pat? Oh, back there. I'm back here.
4: Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, my question for you is, uh, what would you recommend in regards to like portfolio or uh, clips when it comes to pitching to companies? Because I normally write about clothes, like a ton, uh-huh. so um, a good majority of it is me just trying to pitch um, articles I have about like designers or something in particular. Right. Well, uh, I was just wondering, I guess, what like, recommendations, I know that it's not along the same genre as you in regards to writing, uh-huh. but um, you know, any advice in regards to what I should pitch, because I've like pitched to GQ, pitched to Grilled, et cetera, and I just get shut down constantly without like, actual yeah. notice as to what's going on, but
2: help? Help. Uh, Yeah I think the trick there when you're pitching an article or anything to a place is you want to have an idea that is smart and that also has not been done a trillion times before. Like I get emails all day long from people who are saying hey I want to pitch this idea to the ringer where I'm comparing basketball players to um, rap artists or whatever. Like, I mean that article has been written 40,000 times of course they're going to tell you no so if you're showing up to a place like you want to just make sure you have smart ideas that are being done in a way that hasn't been done yet and if you do that you're going to give yourself the best shot but again just like i mentioned earlier you're going to get told no nine times out of ten that's just the way the game works it's just a matter of are you going to be the person who quit or are you going to be the person who kept going
0: don't quit y'all don't quit
2: (laughs) hey shay hi um, so, your yearbook doesn't go all the way to
4: current day. So, Ooh. what would you say are the most influential songs of the past few years?
2: Uh, for Very 2000, cool. the only one I know 100% is 2015 is All Right by Kendrick yes. Lamar. <laughs> Mostly because that was an instance where we saw a song become bigger than the genre itself. Like, All Right became the sort of de facto anthem for the Black Lives Matter movement, Absolutely. which is the most important thing that happened that year. Mm-hmm. So that's the most important song for then. 2016, 2017, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I want to say for 2017, Bodak Yellow, just because I really uh, like Cardi yes! B. But that's just me guessing right now.
0: I like that answer. Alright. <laughs> Another question?
4: Hi, Shay. Hi. Um, so, if you had to live in a world where you had to only listen to J. Cole for a year... <laughs> Or re-watch Derek Fisher's shot. Um,
2: what would you do? <laughs> How dare you? Why would you ask that horrible question? If I have to pick between those two, then give me, give me Cold World. Give me <laughs> that one. Because I could just not listen to the music. I'll just turn it down low, and it'll be all right. Real
0: soft, real soft. Real soft.
2: Bedtime. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Any other questions before we... Oh. One,
4: okay.
2: All right.
0: We only have a few more minutes for Q&A.
4: Okay, so we're going to throw it back to last year. Um, I'm a huge baseball fan, and uh, mm-hmm. I know that you're a lifelong Astros fan mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> since last year. Yes. And uh, I just want to say that Watching game five, and then being online with y'all, all of y'all with Twitter, that was, like, amazing,
2: and I think that... <laughs> that I was think a build-up.
4: Like it was, no, that <laughs> was I mean, it really was, it really was, though, like...
2: Amazing.
4: It was, like, I, I just can't believe that we all have this place to go with you, mm-hmm. and... We all are kind of on the same page and it's really a nice place to kind of escape sometimes. And uh, right. I just wanted to, you know, shut you out for that. So here Yes. You go. Thank you very much.
2: Go Rangers. <laughs> go Rangers. <laughs> you said all of that to say go Rangers.
4: Come on. Hey. Come on. Hey Shay. I'm over here.
2: Uh, there's a speaker so i feel like oh, every person okay. is um, up on the top
4: i know you tweeted a while back about this but is there gonna be an r&b type book in the future Ooh.
2: oh no i don't want to write any more books <laughs> books are super sucky i'm out on books
4: I'm gonna. thanks mondo gonna do,
2: do say have... again
4: what are you gonna do then <laughs> he was waiting for it
2: oh i'm gonna i'm gonna i am going i am going to i did not tell you this yet you or your brother but I am going to be a professional boxer. So.
0: Hey, you can do it. Mexicans are good at that. Are we? Yeah, Oscar de la Hoya. Just don't, <laughs> just don't,
1: just don't eat any beef in Mexico. Uh.
4: Do we have time for any more? Or are we? You can to go. go. You I can. Over
0: here. Okay. I don't want to stop the people. I feel
1: sad. <laughs> you want to answer yeah, a run. question? We should have limited... The questions to people that do not have Twitter. Dang.
4: All right. I have a really, really good question for you. Okay. As a self proclaimed big time MAGA
2: guy. Big time what? MAGA. Yikes. Like Wait, me Donald, or you? <laughs> yeah, you, you're a big time self proclaimed MAGA guy, right? Okay. How does it feel whenever you see the pictures of Donald Trump playing? Tennis and his tidy (laughs) whiteies. I don't, I I have like a very, I have like a saying every time somebody asks me about Donald Trump, but I don't want to say it in front of my children. Because, is it okay if I cuss? Is it okay? I think
1: Rocket has a song for that.
2: All right. Mm -hmm. Any question about Donald Trump, the standard answer is just fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Yes. Thank wow. you for some dry. Thank you. No, he's the worst. He's the worst person in the world, and so is anybody who supports him. So Amen. if you're in here, fuck you too. <laughs>
0: hey, that fuck that is just not that.
2: Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. This
0: is my peak right now.
2: This whole talk was a setup just for it that.
0: It was. It was. That's, that's what that Golota stands for. That's Thanks, it. bro.
2: H time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Does anybody have a question for one of the boys before, we, before we go? I told them they could answer Trill. one. We got some questions up front. One question each.
1: One question. So...
0: Aw. Let him ask the question and then we can get the boys. Ah.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Go ahead.
4: Okay. Yeah, you write about some really random stuff, uh, like the Kawhi Leonard sex story that was really weird but
1: erotic. Um, (laughs) What are some stories you that that you pitched and weren't approved? That's what I want to know.
2: A lot, (laughs) a lot, and they're all terrible. Um, Let me think of one. Wow, uh, <laughs> I, I I I honestly I just delete them when they say no, <laughs> so I I don't know any of that off the top of my head that i pitched that they said no to. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to talk about it.
1: Another
0: question for the twins? Right
2: there in the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is for either one of the kids. This is Caleb. This is Braxton. Yes. Um, for Braxton. This one will be for Braxton specifically. Uh-oh, there you go. What is, without getting in trouble, the most embarrassing thing your dad has done?
4: <laughs> um, I don't know. I know there was one time, but I forgot it. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. A...
2: okay. <laughs> so we were
4: having a f- so we were having a 5th grade play and like the only thing that I could hear was our dad clapping. <laughs> he was, like, really loud. So that was one. Aww,
2: that's sweet. I was supporting my children. <laughs> Shout out
1: to doing theater.
2: I was screaming for him. I was so proud. They each had one line. Yes, get that in line the play, in, every part Count. And when they said it, I was moved every <laughs> single time. That's it's great. not the size of the role, it's the size of the actor. There are no there small go.
0: parts, you guys. All right, Theater geeks.
2: One for Caleb.
4: Okay, another one for Braxton. Oh, back uh, to Brax. <laughs> What's your hair routine? <laughs> what? Your hair routine. So I usually pick it out and our mom takes a few hours to like wash it. And then we put conditioner in it, and then we wash it again, and then we pick it out again, and then we (laughs) go dry it. And then we wait for a few days, and then she, like, braids it, and then she takes them out. Beautiful. It's a lot. Thanks for sharing.
2: Laramie does all of Braxton's hair stuff. I do all of Caleb's hair stuff. (laughs) I just shave, shave it all. (laughs) All right, your turn.
0: Who has one for Caleb?
2: One more, yes. Hi.
0: Hello. I'm a mom of three boys, so I love following your stories. And I also recently started following your wife. <laughs> and I love when she posts about your three boys because I appreciate it. And um, so, anyway, I just want to tell you I love your family. But my question is, growing up in San Antonio, maybe around the Selena era or Tejano era, and where she is now and the influence she has now, what is your... What do you think about that as a San Antonian, maybe in the Tejano era? <laughs>
4: um,
0: okay, no pressure, no pressure, no pressure, Caleb.
4: I don't know. I didn't know that our mom grew up in San Antonio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or she's, she? she's talking about Selena. You know oh, Selena? Uh, yeah, a little bit. The, the one I make you listen Quintana to in the car. Do you like Selena?
0: She's okay. <laughs> you, you'll learn, baby.
2: Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I feel, I'm, I'm happy that, of course, that she's gotten so popular. Sometimes I do wonder if people are just doing it as to, like, grab onto it, just to grab onto it, you know? I feel like, like, did you really start listening to Selena this week, or have you been listening for a long time? So, I don't know. I'm a little protective of it, I think, because, again, I was in high school when, when she was shot. It was, like, a traumatic moment in my life, but... Yeah, it's cool. I, I mean, I, I want for her people to get as much money as they can, so go for it. Yay. One last question. All right. This is for uh, both of the boys. Who's your favorite Marvel superhero?
4: Uh-huh. Um. No pressure, no pressure.
2: Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, why Spider-Man?
4: Because he makes a lot of jokes, and he's kind of dumb. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> All right. And Braxy.
4: Black Panther.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why Why Black Panther?
4: Because he's black. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. <laughs> That's funny.
0: All right. So then that will uh, do our Q&A. <laughs> yes? Yes. Lovely.
1: One time, one time. Tell
2: thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, so I, to complete our interview, I wanted to say some quick things, and you have to tell me the first word that comes to mind. Okay. You ready? Nope. Okay. Tacos. Hot dog. Dallas Mavericks.
2: Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye. What'd you say? Kanye. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Blood in, blood out.
2: Uh, The best movie in the world.
0: (laughs) Jermaine Cole.
2: The worst movie in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Selena. The best movie in the
0: world. Uh, Big Red.
2: What'd you say?
0: Singer, Big Red.
4: It's a singer. She's
0: a singer. I know right. she's a singer, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to, It's he also needs
2: a movie. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Hey, I don't know if you know, but our homeboy was in that movie. Do what? He was in the movie. He was little A.B.
1: Okay, this, is, this night an is an about Shay Serrano, sorry, not about
2: I... Ralph D'Amayo. Oh, my God. Were you anybody, in the movie? He's in the movie. On the stage with her doing the dance?
0: He's the little boy, yeah. He was the I don't boy. believe that. Yes, we did a whole you. episode where we <laughs> revealed a story. Episode twenty-four. Go listen. But we literally did it. He was in the movie. All right. It's crazy. Anyway, sorry. This is supposed to be lightning round. Big red.
2: Big red is good.
0: <laughs> James, That's the
2: slowest lightning.
0: Listen, because I'm waiting for your responses. Okay, James Harden.
2: I, everybody was saying words. That what?
0: James Harden. J. Cole. <laughs> Younger Jeezy. Say again? Younger Jeezy.
2: Oh, that's my beloved.
0: Uh, 2018 NBA champions.
2: San Antonio Spurs.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so it's much. Hard <laughs> it no yeah, hard it's hard to watch. It is. No lie.
2: It's hard to watch. It's <laughs>
1: right. breaking my heart.
0: Well, we, they have a lot going on right now, so we're just going to let that happen. But thank you so much, Jay Serrano and Caleb and Roxton for being with us. We appreciate everything you do. You, you're everything, man.
4: All I wanna do is so now,
0: we are going to finish our podcast, because we're still recording. And we have a special segment up next. After our interview, we usually jump into...
1: Hold up, though. Just so they know, Shay Serrano with Arturo Torres will be doing a book signing after the podcast after the in podcast. about 15 minutes. Uh, who listens to the podcast while we're in here? Make hey. some noise. So, our next
0: segment is...
1: She usually sings this, but if you listen to the podcast, I want you to sing with us. So on the count of three, this is where you do things, where you take care of yourself and you do things to feel better. So <laughs> I need the audience that listens to us to sing with us. I'm, I'm going to count down. So if you know this segment, please, along with Eva, three, two, one.
3: Self care corner.
1: <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I didn't
0: want to sing too loud. I was scared I would scare the people away even more. Yeah. Huh. Yikes. Okay, so my self care corner this week's really simple because I'm trying to do it more often, which is to put your phone away and enjoy the moment. So I often am like glued to this bad boy and I stay focused on it, and it's how I decompress after I'm doing a lot of things. So I want to encourage people to just. I literally have to hide it from myself so that I can focus on whatever I'm doing. So that is our self-care corner of the week. Yay! Yippee! So I wanted to quickly, for our brown business of the week... Yeah. (laughs) ...is to just recap (laughs) all the sounds. All of the sounds.
1: Shout out to all the paleteros in Oak Cliff one time.
0: I wanted to recap our brown and black businesses of our whole year because everybody a lot, of, a lot of amazing uh businesses that are always down and they're, they're throughout the nation most of them are dallas or fort worth based but we definitely want to expand outside of that uh, but we had to make sure we hit home base first so i want to shout out to somar atx Pre. salsa for president Electric Kitchen, Mika draperies, who also bought this lovely tablecloth. Hey. Uh, Deep Red Press, Coco André Chocolatier. Real
1: quick, Coco André got me this kettle one, RJ. Yes. Shout out to my brother Mondo, Kicksbo family, Cindy, Coco André in and the building.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, so this this is the, it's on the corner of the street, but it's literally just called Paleteria, Neveria, Fruteria. So it's all of the things. But it's amazing and it's right on the corner. They're probably closed by now, but mm-hmm. definitely support them. Uh, Candelaria, Candelaria's Bakery. Recipe O'Cliff. Maroche's Bakery. Cheese Steak House. Yes, it is literally just called that. Yes. Uh, Kixpo. What's good? El Padrino Restaurant. Lepitos Frescos. The Meat Shop OC. Caramia Theater, Country Burger, Pan-African Connection, El Palote Panaderia, Cake Bar, Lily's Restaurant, and Fruta Loca. So those are our Brown Businesses of the Week for the whole year.
1: That's a good year.
0: It was a good year. It was a a lot of good stuff. Yes, absolutely. So, I also want to give a shout out to if you listen, I don't know what episode number it was, but Giovanni Valderas brought us one of his Casita Tristes, which is a movement, uh, part of the Quen Manda movement that helped, that's bringing recognition to the terrible housing here in Dallas and the gentrification here in Dallas. Um, So he actually also provided us with one where you can fill out postcards and insert them into the Casita Triste to send to the city, and it's located right outside this door. So be sure and do that. And he
1: does a lot of work in terms of like activism in the community, but he's also a really dope artist. So if you get a chance to check out some of his artwork, he's doing amazing things. Along with the Casita Tristes project, he's also over at Kirk Hopper Fine Art, if you know anything about what's going on in Deep Ellum and just in Dallas in general, working with some amazing artists. So a big shout out to Giovanni for being so open. This dude is crazy busy, so we appreciate him taking the time to, like, you know, really build with us and bring stuff like this out. So thank you to Gio. Yay.
0: So then finally, we can bring Pat on stage. We can let Pat speak.
1: Pat again. Let Let Pat speak
0: then it is our oh, no, final segment before we end the show. This is Who You Got with De Coco. We basically shout out new music or music we're listening to or music we think people should check out. So let's hear it, Pat.
1: Okay, so I've got everybody's summer hit to listen to, or at least for me. Um, Tambalea, Nino, Nina Dia, Nios. I don't know if anybody has heard, listened to her yet. Hey, there's some people out there and so, yeah, she has a new track out. Tambalea, Lida Pimienta, sisi Basteda. She's from uh, Monterrey. Please check her out. She's one of the probably hottest rappers out there,
0: so
4: look her up. Yeah, that Yes. Let's I turn
1: really that up like, a little bit, just okay. for a few seconds. Hey. 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 Uh-huh. Hey. So so
4: yeah, okay. I didn't
3: want to give out, like, 20,000 things for doing a live episode. Oh
4: I didn't want to give my, like, two, three recommendations that I typically do. Since that's what
3: they wanted. But, so but I we wanted.
1: appreciate them. So was, after this podcast, please go holler at Pat the Gat and be like, yo, what else you got? Honestly, I don't know why Pat the Gat isn't a DJ already, but... I
3: mean, maybe I to start learning
0: something. But well, yeah. that's your, who you got. That's yes. my who you got, yes. Thank you, Pat. the else.
1: Pat the Gat. Um, I'm going to go very dad with this.
3: Dad?
1: So... I'm sure I don't know if anyone messes with Rob Markman. I'm sure Shay knows him because he was a writer. This dude, he wrote for Genius and a bunch of other like online publications, but this dude started rapping. He was a critic and did a bunch of other stuff, but he started rapping so it's kind of got like an old-schooly type of vibe, but he's got some really dope stuff. He's he's got a song that just came out called Long Flight Home, but it, he's also got some other projects that you know, you got to take some time to listen to, but I vibed out with it and there was a few lyrics where I was like, oh, I'm old, but I still like Reagan rap. Era. And this is why. I'm Rob Markman, Long Flight Home. It was very chill. Are, are you L-A-X. okay, bro? I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> no. Follow me home, follow me home. It's just been nod, too long, so. heard you was looking for me
4: walking alone walking alone i know a few you know, people in you know my song with that. Come put the hook the hook the hook, the hook, the,
1: hook the hook thank you rocket
0: so um thank you for your who you got we needed that energy we did because we're sad sometimes <laughs> like
4: after mine like being a like hit disgusting. and mine You're mine like,
0: is so raunchy and dirty and i love it so um i'm sorry mom again but it is so, like, if you want to feel like a bad bee, definitely listen to Meg the Stallion. She is a Houston rapper and she is so dope. She's beautiful and I have a crush on her. And I just, when I listen to her, I'm just like, yeah. It's like, I just, I feel great. So mine's Meg the Stallion.
1: She's got bars.
0: She's got bars. I'm here for it. I support her.
3: Be Crisco.
2: So. Boy, you know your bitch is not fucking with Megan. Your nigga not even fucking you naked. He put the <laughs> tip in and, and then he's still complaining. If I get on it, out. <laughs> <laughs> i I.
1: Like really cool. I really
0: like her. She's, I'm just into it. She has a EP called um, Hot. Hit me up, Hot Girl. I'm messing it up. Well, those are our Who You Got's for episode 27. Yay. Yes. So then, finally, if we have any guests here for, that were guests well, hold, in our episode, let's
1: let's do this wrap up video first. Oh yes. Yeah. If we could bring some of the lights down so we can show that video up here on stage, I think our boy up. Jason or Pat the Gad is gonna try to make that happen. We have a video. Go to my desktop. Don't go to my untitled folder.
3: Uh
0: oh. Yikes. <laughs> Contagion
1: oh, Shout <laughs> out to pleasant grove in the building Godson Lenny was good Isamar peaks
0: I feel like I need to get up cuz I don't want to break my neck
1: Pull on view full screen
0: I'm in love
1: with the Aww. <laughs> hey. Hey.
3: Hey. <laughs> I'm in love
1: with the four-foot. I'm in love with the four-foot. <laughs> I've it for them. That was Podcast Steady on That was Podcast Steady on LA. <laughs>
2: I like this, as I sit in pond
0: and as he tells the story I live in, melodic stories the only way I can spit it, so I sing. I sing because I'm happy. <laughs>
3: yeah. it's <laughs> this is Dallas for you! i I
1: for you
0: Casually picking up your jalous morning
1: news. Oh my God. What's up? What's up? Thank you. Shout out to CYC Podcast <laughs> in the building. Ooh, look at them. That. <laughs>
3: Nothing That's the wonderful. I got no. bacon soda. I got bacon soda. I bacon soda. I got bacon soda. I bacon soda. I got bacon soda. I soda. I got bacon soda. I soda.
1: I'll, I'll go with that. It. No field trip for the tough guy, but you can catch me out back hooking you up with that bus ride. I'm one of those MCs that stays in the streets, but I don't scream thug life. And coming through like that, I might bust pipe. But I'm letting you know right now, Ralphie does it for the children. I got more bars than trophies and books in his building. You got to understand, we got them events coming up, holler at Selena, doing it for the good people at Molina, the way I do this, understand I'm running out of time, but I'm an architect with these bars, the way I construct these rhymes, I'm still doing it. <laughs> somebody better tell him, coming off the top of the cerebellum, the only homeboy, homeboy said he was Americano, a little bit of Chicano, Mexicano, however you want to do it, I'm a hard act to follow, grew up on that Wu-Tang, homeboy in the back, know what I'm talking about. They call me Ralphie, but not Ralphie Ralph. I'm from the South. My mom mad because I got a dirty mouth. <laughs> steal that. I can never get off. And I'm far from a jerk. But after this, I got to go home for the homework. Yeah. I'm here, right? Let's talk about Day Caloris Radio. Yeah. All right. That's my like
0: hometown favorite. Right. You know, Well, I mean, it's not my hometown, but you are know, out of That's our, our alternative yeah, name. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I think that like, there are a lot of shows, and talking about Latinx identity is like this big, broad category. And I think that people need to listen as widely as they can. And as a person from, you know, the Latinx community, I really have tried to, you know, color up my, my feed. I like it. And this one, it's like they talk about memes, they talk about pop culture, Decolorous Radio. It's wonderful.
4: look, right. this is exciting. Now,
3: yeah. this next
4: one.
1: Can we get some uh, stage lights? Thank you. I'm not crying.
0: Well, quite the year we've had, bud.
1: <laughs> it's been quite a year.
0: <laughs> but thank you all for for really supporting us and and backing us. And I said it last time, but like creating a platform like this and getting uh, the feedback that we have it has been incredible, and it's been so validating and liberating. And I can only hope that we keep growing. So thank you all. Thank you for staying in here, not running out. Uh, thank you for for just supporting us. And we hope to keep being a platform for you all because this isn't about us. This is about getting our community together and really uh, growing together and progressing and and making a better world. Nice and cheesy. <laughs> So then if we have any guests, we'd love for you to come up so we can get a group photo. But that wraps it up for us here at The Colores Radio. We want to give a big special thanks again to Shea Serrano for coming through and making our dreams come true. We were so glad to have you on the show and can't wait to continue supporting everything you do and seeing you put on for us. Thank you all for coming and supporting us. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a... Darn review. <laughs> Uh, we'd love to keep growing, so please share it with your family and friends or that person you just swiped right on. Let us know what your favorite part was. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. We could not go on without your support. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at pat. Arrogant <laughs> On Instagram. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jason Ramirez. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at decolorescollective at gmail.com Thank you so much again for being with us here today and join us again next time for The Colores Radio.
1: Real quick note on the book signing. Shea Serrano, Arturo Torres will be outside at a table, book signing. I know there's a line already, but if you want to chop it up, holler at us, we'll be out there. DJ Rocket Faded DJ's outro music. Let's Thank go. Thank you
0: to everybody for coming and making this happen.
1: Yo. De-, De-, De Colores Radio.
3: De De Colores Radio.